Hey everyone, Mr. Happy here, and today we're going to be bringing you something a little bit new. So we decided we weren't going to do a State of the Realm this week. Too many other things going on, too much anticipation of what's coming up. But we know a lot of people are stuck inside. We know a lot of people are just looking for any entertainment they can get. So we decided to put on a show about a topic we did on State of the Realm ages ago, uh, our other podcast. And we're just going to be talking about games today. It's a pilot episode. There's a lot of things that we don't have. Intro music, proper anything. We're going to throw this out there so those of you who are stuck inside have something to listen to, something to enjoy. Today, we're going to be talking about Animal Crossing and its domination over what feels like all social media platforms right now. We're going to be talking about our releases this week, Persona 5 Royal, as well as... Uh, Sly made a face on that one. Persona 5 Royal and RE3 Remake. Now make another face for that one and show the people when we get to that. And we're also going to be talking about looking forward to Final Fantasy VII Remake next week, as well as some controversies around some of its early releases, courtesy of that topic to one of our other guests. But I'm going to be your host, Michael, Mr. Happy Pobre. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. the Velvet Man Room himself. Velvet Room Man himself. There we go. If he could be Igor, he would be. A.K. Sly, how you doing, Sly? Yes, yes, welcome. Don't do that. I give up. No, we're moving welcome. on. Nope, 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 nope. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Not Igor. Wait, you, you want the deep Igor? Welcome. Yeah, give, yeah give, me, give me the P5 one. Welcome. Give me that one. Welcome, welcome to my velvet room. There you go. Appreciate that. And uh, patiently waiting for him to be introduced as well, we decided to bring on a guest who we've had on a million State of the Realms, and he figured, uh, you know what? May not have played these things, but I will come well prepared to talk about them. We have FS. Hell yeah! What's hey, on, what's man? up, guys? How are we doing? Um, can, can I can I just backpedal for a moment? You you called Sly the Velvet the Velvet Man, man room. room, the Velvet Man, and room. I feel like there's something there. I feel like there's something in that. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I just want to imagine like a room <laughs> that contains a man made of velvet. I mean, I mean, I do have my velvet blazer. He does. If you haven't seen yeah, him, velvet blazer. I think, that, I think that's quite compelling. There's something there. I'm not quite sure what it is, but there's definitely something to like hang up there. I'm for sure. Anyway, conversation. Um, hey, what's up? How are we, how are we all doing, guys? We're doing good. <laughs> Just a pilot episode of something completely random with three people who have done another podcast for another game a few times. A game we sometimes talk about. Yeah, I like it that for your pilot episode, you made sure that um. If you crash and burn, you're not going down alone. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, every, every plane has a wow, nice. right? Yeah, yeah, we definitely. All <laughs> we all fall together. <laughs> Every, every plane has passengers. So, uh, yeah, as, as we said, um, we, we once did a, a State of the Realm podcast on games we were playing other than Final Fantasy XIV. And we decided we would never do that again. So instead, we'll just do a different show with a different name and do that show, but with a little bit more attention to everything instead of us just going, yeah, so not okay. 14, huh? Yeah. Uh, this will still this will be available in video format. It will be available in audio format. We're just going to upload it and place the state of the realm so everyone who gets their normal dose of our weekly podcast will still get it. And it still has to start the same. we got to thank our sponsors at the start of the show. Steel Me? Series, if they sponsor State of the Realm, they sponsor this. Like... It's just, just by it's, extension. It's just by extension. <laughs> it's just how it's it, it's right. gonna work. I already spoke with them about it. I told them I'd be doing that. I forget Steel Series twelve percent discount code now. I know a lot of people aren't buying anything right now, but if you do decide to buy something, twelve percent discount code. But 
why buy something when you could win it? Uh, we have monthly giveaways for State of the Realm as our sponsor. And we actually had a winner who's, funny thing, I have all their background information, but they said they wanted to announce the winning name as a random person. <laughs> That's what their, like, w winning name is, a random person. Um, however, their Twitch name for anyone wondering, Kuromo Kuromotsu. That's that's what the actual Twitch name is. They're the winner of the Randos winning. Congratulations, random person. There you go. Uh, yes. So thank you, Kuromatsu, for uh, entering, and congratulations on winning. You'll be getting an email for your uh, to choose your prize. So congratulations, and we will add another giveaway under the description of this one. It'll also be under the next couple of State of the Realm, so they'll just have that monthly giveaway rolling, regardless of which show we decide to put on over the months as we're stuck inside. Sound good? Sound good. Sound good. All right. And of course, thank you to our patrons, but we'll be giving them a longer thank you later. Their names are going to be scrolling in the top right the entire time. All right, gentlemen. So um, when I do State of the Realm, I tend to just kind of roll with the same thing the whole time, and we don't really put in a whole lot of you know effort to stuff. But because you know, I, I, have a, I have a little bit of time, we're going to be bringing back the current topic thing. The top. They, that way they know what we're talking about at any given time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, what's this? Notes? Actual, yeah. actual outline? Is, uh, productions? No, no outline. Yeah, production value. Do? Damn. No, there's no outline. I got, I got notes for days. Hey, he's got notes, but we're good with that. So we have oh, some wow. pretty hot-button topics to hit on today, but I actually want to start with something that goes back a couple of weeks here. As the first show, something is still all over social media. For weeks now, it's been the, probably the most prominent gaming topic leading up to what we'll be talking about that's coming next week, or for some of you already. And that's Animal Crossing. What a weird game topic to start with, in my is opinion. It is, it, is it really? Is it? It's is not it something really? I thought I'd be talking about in a podcast format. Let me just let me just put okay. it that way. Okay. Well, I think it's a really really great topic for. a podcast format when, when you when you first um uh told me about the topic for the week you described it as um you you want to talk about why animal crossing was like dominating in social media particularly over doom eternal in like such a enormous like overwhelming oversaturated way um and i found that super compelling and my first thought was like maybe there's a selection bias here maybe animal crossing isn't dominating social media maybe it's just like the weird sort of venn diagram of final fantasy 14 players and animal crossing players that we're seeing so i did like a little bit of digging um to see whether this was actually the case um i thought that like maybe sale units would be a good place to start talking about these these two games leading okay. into animal crossing should we do that if you have the so, data, uh, I'm not, Sly loves I've got data, data for too. You. So. Yeah, I got some data for you. Okay, so right. as, as we know, Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing, they both released uh, on the same weekend, uh, mm -hmm. March 20th. Uh, Doom's sales in the opening week, uh, 700,000 units on Steam, which is excellent. Yes. Um, and estimates are at about half that number between xbox one and ps4 i would say that that's probably due to coronavirus influencing physical sales most of the sales being digital yeah. um so mm -hmm. it's double the opening week of doom 2016 it's the fastest selling game of the franchise and apparently the best selling steam title of 2020 so far that's pretty good um so that number 700 000 on steam opening week 
and that's global. And then about half that for the other one. So let's say a million. Yeah. Let's just round yeah, it let's out. Yeah, let's say a million. Okay. Animal Crossing New Hope. Um, Sarah, New Horizons. Sa- New Hope so, is Star sorry. Wars. New Hope. <laughs> 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 That'll be the next one. Sorry, um, <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons. This is not the first week. This is just the first three days. This is not global sales. This is sales in Japan. 1.88 million units. So just shy of 2 million units in Japan alone in the first three days, beating the previous three-day record of uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield by more than half a million units to become the fastest-selling Switch game in Japan to date. And this is only... This is only... Physical copies. This is not physical? digital downloads. This is only physical. Wait, 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 wait. This has to be yep. what this... No. This is for Mitsu. This is for Mitsu. Uh, they collect data. They do not collect data on digital downloads. This is physical units only. Um, yeah, sold 1.88 million in Japan alone, not counting digital downloads. So it, it's going to be like way, way, way above that. Um, so that's about double Doom's first week global sales in Japan alone in just three days. I will say, and then Chad already brought this up, physical sales does include like stores buying units to sell. Usually, mm-hmm. it usually means like 1.88 shipped is the term that I think is, is, is more appropriate. Well, yeah. Famitsu put it as sales, not, not, not as like. As, as like, yeah, I mean, for me too, obviously they got like some bias there, but, um, they're, they're alleging that this is units sold, units bought by consumers, not just units shipped. 1.88. I, I think million. it's still safe to say that it, uh, it, it's doing pretty good. Yeah. Either way we look at it, 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 yeah, for sure. Um, so. Yeah, it's not, it's not just hearsay. Like those of us that are seeing it all over Twitter, it's not just us. And like, we'll come to the Twitter stats in a moment, but like, um, you are loaded with stats. (laughs) First thing I, I would like to explore is why, why is it sold so many units in, in Japan? Well, the thing is, the physical unit thing surprises me that it specifically Mm. tracks that because digital is king. Nowadays, mm. um, yes, and especially with everything that's going on, and we will kind of factor that in to a bit of the conversation after we've gone over some of these stats. But mm. it's it's weird to me to track physical of all things mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, I don't feel like that's 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 wrong. Well, you would think, yeah, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Like you would think right now that physical sales are, are way way down. That's basically what we attribute to the lesser sales on PS4 and Xbox of Doom. Yeah. Um, to, to, to be to that, right, with everything that's going on at the moment. So, um, I mean, I think, okay, I, I had a look at some Japanese news outlets, and as of March 20th, so the release of both these games, there was no mandatory lockdown in Japan. Um, there was no compulsory closure of schools or businesses or, or anything like that. Apparently, like, in, in the past week, that started to become, like, a little bit more prevalent. There's still no mandatory shutdown um, or quarantine or anything like that, but they're actually, you know, starting to like, um, encourage people to stay home. Um, but it seems that like during this period at the moment, it was going to be the case that Japan would have much higher physical, uh, unit sales than, you know, North America or Europe or, you know, pretty much anywhere else. So that's kind of interesting. 
Um, but still, right? Still. Sly? One thing, one thing we really haven't considered. I, okay, we're comparing Doom and Animal Crossing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, we're comparing, you know, a North American sale, like North American sales to those in just strictly Japan. Well, we're comparing global sales to global sales. Yeah, yeah. Oh. This is this is global sales um, compared right. to just in Japan. Well, and that really says something because really, for that, for Animal Crossing alone to like beat out Doom globally mm-hmm. in just their home country, that says something. That says a lot, actually. Um, one thing you have to realize is. The, I guess the culture, let's just say the culture in Japan. It, in, in terms of gaming, FPSs really don't succeed there. And mm. we, over history, we have the numbers to back it up. So, like, mm-hmm. if you're just looking at Japanese sales for Doom Eternal, like, even, even online, um, mm-hmm. they would definitely pale in comparison to something that, like Animal Crossing, that has built over, a, like, had I guess a, around a decade or so to build the culture. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, I don't honestly. Well, if we're talking about building idea. culture, if we're talking about building culture, like Doom was 1993, I'm pretty sure yeah. Doom's been around for a lot longer than Animal Crossing as, you know, true, a franchise true, to build a culture. Time, at yeah. the same time, they, yeah, like you said, they built that culture. Like mm. they are the pretty much the father of FPSs. Mm. But, I, I really, I honestly don't think it's a fair comparison when you're, like, when you're looking at sales for, like, Doom and Animal Crossing, because mm-hmm. it's two different, two completely different well, monsters. It's only, it's only been two weeks as well. That's the thing. Yeah. And, like, true. my suspicion here is that, um, I think we can say pretty safely, Animal Crossing is, it's like, it's a cult franchise, right? Um, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that, um, Pretty much all of, I, I mean, I hesitate to say like cultists, like Animal Crossing no, cultists. No, no, you're correct. Okay. You know what? I'm going to commit to that. Them. Animal Crossing cultists are going to break quarantine and they're going to line up outside of the store, um, for, you know, like a pre-release, um, in the middle of a global pandemic to get their hands on a physical copy. Right. Right. Whereas Doom's market is far more mainstream. Um, and I think that like the sales for Doom are probably going to keep trucking along. I think that we're seeing this massive, massive spike in Animal Crossing sales, like because of that cult status. And there's going to be like a pretty precipitous, I wouldn't say like necessarily like huge drop off. Like I'm sure it's still going to perform very, very well. Yeah. But I think Doom's probably going to catch up in those numbers over the next, you know, 12 months, two years. Right. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to take what both of you just said and disagree with mm-hmm. all of it. Because, please, please, please do. Because oh, please so, do. so, so here, so here's the thing. Doom is absolutely the daddy of, in fact, I'll say id software. They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. the daddies of, of the yes. FPS genre between Doom and yes. Quake. And FPSs, or even just shooting games in general, one would argue is among the most, most, I guess, mainstream, as you put it, franchise or, or, or genres that has multiple franchises, whether it be Call mm-hmm. of Duty, one of the many battle royales like Fortnite or PUBG in its, in its days where people cared. Um, 
or <laughs> do you know doom itself like it's so many different fps's it's probably the genre that is the most picked up overall mm-hmm. but when mm-hmm. we say specifically the term mainstream i think people this this is a good lesson in what is considered mainstream and what actually freaking sells because mm-hmm. a lot of people forget about the era of the casual life sim which mm-hmm. in my opinion probably has more people who participate play or are willing to jump into that genre if they see other people enjoying it versus something mainstream like an RPG an MMO an FPS or something along those lines i think I back I know. No, I, no, go on, I, go on, I think go back to the days of early Facebook after it had mm. opened up. It wasn't just colleges with every fucking Farmville invite that I got from every fucking friend on my <laughs> list. Okay. And I know how much people get addicted to life sims. Okay. Mm. How much people enjoy a casual, mindless, just relaxing experience sometimes over mm. this intense, linear, narrow game. Okay, so you're saying, you're saying that, like, Animal Crossing sales are far more influenced by, like, micro-influences than Doom. Yeah, someone who's not a gamer and sees Doom isn't going to pick mm. up Doom. Someone who's not a gamer and sees Animal Crossing might go, oh, that looks fun. That looks, that looks yeah, kind of relaxing. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's more accessible. That, than that's, that's very interesting to me because I was thinking, like, now, with everything that's going on, there'd be a lot of like, not, not, not gamers, but, you know, like, you know, standard normie dudes that are like stuck at home and like, ah, oh, shit, I'm so bored. Um, and seeing this stuff about Doom is like, oh, okay, maybe I'll like dust off the PlayStation and play a video game, you know? But what ends up actually happening is people, mm-hmm want people end up not really wanting i can't say people want but a, mm-hmm. a wider degree of people kind of sometimes just enjoy something that's a little more basic and also that's more involved the more involved something is in social media which a game like mm-hmm. animal crossing is far more conducive to sharing a clip of something unique that happened to them the first time they saw this the first conversation they had with that person something that they mm-hmm. manually created they took sweat and tears and hours to work on and Mm -hmm. I know what that's like now that I've started doing it and sharing that experience and you can feel like you're a part of something a little bit bigger it's why when you call it a cult I somewhat agree because it's Mm -hmm. it's but it's almost like the cult that you signed up at the door like I saw the flyer and I wanted to join like Mm -hmm. it's almost like that more so because it's just chill and relax and I think people kind of want that right now more so than the game I'll I'll binge out and be done with in two days, two, three days. Okay. Sly muted. muted. <laughs> Forgot to press my button. Uh, but to piggyback off that argument, um, what's, in this day and age, what's more basic than the FPS? In term, it, well, speaking in right. regards to North Picking America. flowers, that's more basic than an FPS. Mm. <laughs> right. Is it though? No, you know what? It actually Look. isn't because you can see what you can do is you can put two white flowers next to each other and then they sometimes crossbreed into a blue flower and that blue flower can then mix yeah. another blue flower, make a purple flower. Then you get these two yeah. orange roses, they make a black rose. It's all over the place. Yeah, a, hu- a huge part of like this um, uh, conversations going on with Animal Crossing at the moment is demonstrating that it's like way more hardcore than Doom. <laughs> Like so much more hardcore, way less casual than it than it actually seems. At least, like to a lot of people, um, I I think these two positions are not mutually exclusive. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of analysts and critics are attributing 
the success of Doom Eternal. Like I say, it sold um, more than double um, Doom 2016's opening week. It's the highest selling game on Steam of 2022 date. It's been consistently at over 100,000 concurrent players on Steam. And that has got to be influenced by, um, you know, people being stuck inside at the moment. Um, so I think it's true of both of them. I think both of them are getting like a huge leg up from everything that's going on at the moment. But there is this kind of really interesting phenomena where, um, Animal Crossing has kind of gone viral in a way, um, that, uh, is just like the next level, isn't it? Right. Yeah. And it, um, that's, that's what fascinates me so much because, uh, specifically because mm-hmm. you call Doom the more mainstream game. But is it when you see this kind of activity? Is this, does, would this mm-hmm. not define the more mainstream experience? You can call, like, in this situation, you can call anything mainstream, honestly. Because, like. But people don't. <laughs> people don't, but yeah, people really don't. Could, classify a lot of things in in this situation as main a lot of genres i guess in this situation mainstream mm-hmm. um one thing i wanted to go back to real quick because i love the numbers anyway um when you were talking about the animal crossing numbers like mm-hmm. in japan these were physical numbers yeah one other thing we had to realize about japan japan is culturally really into collective shit mm-hmm. so and in comparison to Japan, North American Europe, half the time, I'm going to say half the time, 75% of the time doesn't get the same things Japan gets. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we were lucky, as in North America and everybody else, to get the Animal Crossing uh, Switch. Like, mm-hmm. bang up fucking idea. Like, they they probably made a mint off of fucking Animal Crossing Oh, yeah. Switch. Apparently, they've sold, like, 400,000 units of those. Yeah, crazy, crazy. So they'd be stupid not to do that. But, again, in terms of, like, other collector's editions, Japan releases a lot of stuff that we in North America, that the companies think, well, would we be into this? Do we really want to take a shot producing this and, you know, trying to make a little bit off of it? And they pass. Mm -hmm. 75% of the time, they pass. What pisses me off is, like, and we'll get to that later. What pisses me off is half the S&T shit and persona shit that they get in Japan, we don't get. Saw that one coming okay. a mile away. We don't yeah. get, and it pisses me the fuck off. But yeah, like, um, it, it's, it's not, it's not news. It's like, it's nothing new to see, you know, physical copies are like, physical copies in Japan selling so well because there's a lot of shit attached to those physical copies. Some just mm-hmm. might be standard editions. But a lot of it's like, oh, you get this, this, and this, and this with it. Of course, they're going to okay. change the idea. So, so let me let me let me get this straight. What what you're proposing is that there's 1.88 million physical units sold. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to represent like the majority of units sold in Japan. Like most of them are going to be buying physical units over digital. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the West, the digital sales are probably going to be higher than the physical unit sales, partic- particularly now. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, and like I say, there was definitely like a, a correlation there with um, Japan's response to coronavirus being far more reserved, at, at least like, you know, on, on launch weekend, which is where we're taking these stats from, than pretty much anywhere in the world. And I think that's fair. I think that's reasonable. Um, okay. So, 
yeah, okay. So, so unit, unit sold. Animal Crossing selling a lot more than Doom. We, we're, we're estimating again, you know, big spike at the moment. Obviously it's kind of like flattened out a little bit, but at the moment, like more, more than double the unit sold in Japan alone compared to global sales across everywhere, across all platforms of Doom. And that is wild. Um, I think that Mike is really onto something here talking about the influence of social media, the influence of like seeing friends, the influence of like that, that sort of like farm, Farmville? That was that what it was? <laughs> the, the Farmville phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really interesting to me as well. I, I dug through the the hashtags relating to Doom and relating to Animal Crossing, um, and this this is wild. You, you you think you think that like double units in Japan compared to what you thought those stats were wild. You thought the sales the sales stats were wild. Listen to this. Um, okay, so last twenty four hours, hashtag Doom is seeing an average of 33 unique tweets per hour, 17 retweets, and 7.2K impressions. That's okay. Um, hashtag Doom Eternal is seeing an average of 71 unique tweets per hour, uh, 79 retweets, 54K impressions. Pretty good. Um, hashtag Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, average of 488 tweets per hour. Sounds about right. 1,850 retweets and 390,000 impressions. Um, okay. That's I think I know what you're going to, I think you're I know exactly what one you're going to do next. <laughs> I, I just, okay. I just want to state this again. So hashtag doom eternal, 54,000 impressions, uh, per, per hour in an average hour over the last 24 hours. Hashtag animal crossing new horizons, nearly 400,000, um, impressions an hour. Okay. Hashtag animal crossing. Seeing an average of 16,571 unique tweets per hour, 11,375 retweets, and 8.2 million impressions. Hashtag Doom at the moment is getting 7.2 thousand impressions an hour. Hashtag Animal Crossing is getting 8.2 million. Now, uh, there's one that you didn't... There's one more. Hashtag ACNH. That's the one. Oh, no. Yeah. 16,200, uh, sorry, 16,729 tweets per hour, 12,466 retweets, 8.9 million impressions. So I will say that that's partly because, so when you actually tweet from the, from the switch for Animal Crossing, it actually does mm-hmm. like three hashtags all at once. So there's, okay. there's probably very similar numbers to ACNH and Animal Crossing. There's one other hashtag that it uses. I can't remember. So, so Animal Animal Crossing is using like these hashtags in in like integration from the Switch. If you use the share function from the Switch while sharing something from Animal Crossing, yes, it automatically hashtags mm-hmm. it at the end. Okay, is there any function like that in Doom Eternal? No, no, not to my knowledge, but I obviously am not a reputable source on that. Yeah. So okay. I would imagine no. I would imagine like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so having that inbuilt functionality is. Um, obviously gonna help. Um, yeah, I, I can understand that like these numbers would, would melt together a little bit here. So I, I just want to kind of bring it back. Um, 50,000 impressions, um, per hour over the last 24 hours for hashtag doom eternal. That's, that's the important number. 54,000 impressions. Then we go to hashtag ACNH and you've got 8.9 million impressions per hour over the last 24 hours. Yeah, that's uh... and that, like that, that is 
magnitudes beyond the discrepancy in the sales figures. Um, and that, I mean, the conclusion, obviously, Twitter, for whatever reason, is just so horny for Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Chat, I, I, I think ch- I think chat's Why? at the point is that because of all those unique experiences that everyone has every day, there's a lot more to tweet about Animal Crossing. So that's a big, mm-hmm. a big, big reason why there's such a huge okay. discrepancy specifically in social media. But it just goes to show you, man, all you got to do is in your console and your game, throw in a share function with a hashtag Wait. and let people go nuts, this, man. The, the, okay, okay. What's important here, it's not just that um, it's not just that people are tweeting more about Animal Crossing. It's that people are engaging more with Animal Crossing yeah. content on social media. You could tweet about something as much as you like and have it completely buried if people don't want to see it, if people are not interested in seeing it. The, the, the fact that there is 8.9 million versus 54,000 impressions means that people are engaging with this content. People people are, are talking about it. People are retweeting it. People are, are finding it compelling. Um. And that is, I think that's like the big question, at least, at least for me on this discussion, that's like the big sort of point we want to uh, examine. Yeah. Um, if you if you have a look at these hashtags, if you scroll down the like the Animal Crossings uh, hashtags that I just mentioned, there's a lot of there's a lot of fan art. There's a lot of people. Um, sharing like outfits and stuff like that, which is obviously, you know, a functionality that people are going to be like engaging with, uh, a lot. Um, there's, uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of like memes as you would expect. There's, uh, yeah, there's nothing that like really kind of stands out, but there's just so much. There's so, so much content here. I saw a great comic because there's the Easter event now of the Easter bunny Mm -hmm. putting down all the eggs, putting them in trees, burying them. And then it shows Mm -hmm. all the villagers run up to him and beat him with a net. And then he's just injured (laughs) with, with, with a bunch of bandages. And then, uh, he goes home, he opens his paycheck, it's two coins, and then he heats up cup noodle and starts crying. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, this started off Uh, really funny and now I'm depressed. I saw that. I saw that. (laughs) Um, if you have a look at these Doom hashtags and sort of scroll down, there's a bit of fan art, which people are kind of engaging with a bit. There's a lot of, like, um, like stream clips that no one cares about and that no one's really engaged with at all. Uh, there's a bit of cosplay, which is cool. The, the majority, so, like, the content on Twitter that people are engaging with most with a Doom hashtag is content that's about fucking Animal Crossing. <laughs> like yeah every that's time, right all the doom guy animal yeah, crossing every every doom single like 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 yeah. really popular tweet with hashtag doom or hashtag doom eternal is about fucking animal crossing <laughs> it's so it's like, own hashtag it doesn't even represent yeah it's own hashtag it. is being cannibalized mm-hmm. by animal crossing content i love it um I, that's so wild to me. They came out on the same day, and so everyone was, you know, just cold. They were just like, let's let's do happy things and and. Well, they started it, didn't they? Like I saw Bethesda official accounts were yeah. were tweeting a lot of like uh, you know Doom guy and Isabel holding hands, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. 
Uh, and people have just kind of like run with that meme. And all of the most popular Doom content in social media is making that comparison or that juxtaposition. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so much a product of the times because right now, more than ever, I think everyone just wants everyone to be able to enjoy whatever it is that they enjoy, regardless of the numbers, regardless of the stats. And I mean, what better way to do it than to, you know, pay homage to two games that release on the same day at, for what was, for a lot of people, the start of a time where they weren't going to know whether they were going to get to see friends and family or get to do anything in their normal lives, help people, even know if they were going to have jobs at that point. Mm. So the collaborations between them, as, as hilarious as it is to see it cannibalized on social media, is also yeah. uh, in many ways quite endearing in the gaming community. Definitely. But it's just it, it, it's a collaboration that has done so well for um, Animal Crossing <laughs> and so poorly for Doom. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Um, I think Mikey really did come to the, the nugget of it, that there's something about Animal Crossing that is, like, way more approachable um, and way more, um, I, I guess, like, easier to be carried by that sort of micro-influencing than, than Doom for whatever reason. Yeah, and Sly, you wanted to say something right there. I heard, you, I, I saw you, I saw you want it. No, no, I, I was about, I was really about to say something, but and take a page out of your book, make a a really bad pun, but I just left. Oh, it. Well, now you have to I'll do it. Do it, you coward. <sighs> Fuck. Would you say? Would you say that uh, in Software's you know tweets and things with Animal Crossing oh, led to their own? Going. Don't do it. Doom. Yeah, they were doomed. I knew it. I saw it coming. As soon as you started speaking, I was like, who's going to say they're doomed? That was a ride. No, I didn't see that coming. I was like, wait, is this going to be like another Horizons thing? Is he going to steal my joke? You didn't even do it yet. Now you've ruined the surprise no, for when you do it, it on the show. No. You're not going to do it? No, I didn't do it. No? No, I've um, I l- l- lost sight of my Horizon. No, it's not No, there. see? Now no, you no, fucked no, it. It's not organic now. Yeah, I just fucked yeah. it. Yeah, there you go. Nah, I give You're up. the one who is doomed. In reality. Yeah, we already did that one. Yeah, no. We did that one like 15 seconds ago. <laughs> I know, it's what we call a callback. See, that's why um, That's why I didn't want to do it. I, you know, I'm pretty sure a callback only really works when you've like... Mm, I, I don't know. I don't know like, what the appropriate time frame is for a callback, but it's definitely within Within 15, 15 seconds. seconds, we've already established no, I don't, I don't no, think so. Not. I don't think so. Oh, man. God. Oh. Um... Is it, okay, so so is there any more to say about that uh, phenomenon, or or should we move on? No, I, th- I I think the big thing is really how much Animal Crossing is. It's, you would almost believe Nintendo knew what was about to happen to the world with how hmm. how well timed Animal Crossing was, because Nintendo I've seen people who. Yeah, Nintendo's umbrella. We'll get to that in a second. Nintendo's umbrella. Yeah, that's 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 the you no know, Google's umbrella. That's the actual. That's the reality of the situation. Google or Amazon is umbrella. One of the two. Um, um, it, yeah, it's insane how like well how well timed it was. And I say well timed. Nothing's well timed when it comes to the current scenario. But like, there's really no other apt way to put it. I definitely didn't expect it. Um, and it kind of seems like. So my, my first thought is that Animal Crossing New Horizons is kind of like the Monster Hunter world of Animal Crossings, right? That um, it hasn't really, like, saturated the, the West in a major way until this yeah. 
No, that's, that's, that's actually a really that, good. That Chat, Chat was talking about that a little bit about FPSs being largely saturated in the West, and that mm-hmm. also may be impacting its its social media and sales presence. Right, that that like Westerners kind of want something different, maybe. Um, but I I thought it was interesting to like go back when we were seeing these enormous sale numbers from New Horizons and look at um, uh, where is it? Let me see. The last Animal Crossing's game. Animal Crossing New Leaf on 3DS 2013. Um, as of December 2019, it sold 12.5 million copies worldwide. So it's not exactly like a niche. Yeah. I, I, I really thought, I thought that these games were just like a cult classic, right? And that it was like this really sort of niche thing. But okay. To, to, to be fair, this is over a period of six years. The six, uh, since it was launched at the end. Yeah, twelve and a half million sold that well. Yeah, and and um, so Doom twenty sixteen, um, in well, obviously you know, uh, Animal Crossing's had like three years ahead of it, but it sold like four million units up until the the launch of uh, of Doom Eternal. So, I think this was kind of like a blind spot for a lot of people, and maybe shouldn't have been as surprising as it is. I think a part of that is just because it's not like it's not a game that releases something every year. When they release something, mm-hmm. it's it's like it's like when GTA it's a big Five game. got announced. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's got. But that it's not. Level but it's of, not. It's not like that. It's fucking Animal Crossing, you know. No, but I mean, like <laughs> when a it, new it still carries a lot of weight. Like, I get what you're, I get what Yeah, so do you understand that the world, so on like March 27th or something, Rockstar mm. tweeted a, a Rickroll of a Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer like five, four or five days before April 1st. The number mm. of mad people that that wasn't a real announcement, you don't, when, 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 when Rockstar makes, I said, did I say Bethesda? Rockstar, when Rockstar makes a new fucking Grand Theft Auto, it's not something that happens super often. So when it right. does, it's monumental in its, in its right. reach. Mm-hmm. And Animal Crossing is kind of the same. A lot of people forget. It started on the N64. We didn't get it till GameCube. Mm-hmm. And then they had Wild World, which chat saying also sold about 12 million mm-hmm. on the Wii. And then you have this, which sold like 12 million life. on the 3DS. So it's yeah. like every time they do put something out, you know, we, we look at like our, our, our games that were like sell six million here, seven million there, or four million here, or two, three million here. Devil May Cry 5, I think, hit three million after like a year or something. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. games of all time. It does not, it pales in comparison to anything like this. Right. But I mean, okay, you're right that there's the, like these long sort of, uh, time frames between launches for an Animal Crossing game. That's kind of like that for Doom as well. Like, you know, Doom 2016 was the first Doom in what 15 years. I don't. I don't know. Right? Doom 2016. Um, uh, I don't yeah. know. Maybe. It was like very highly critically acclaimed. Um, everyone loved it. Um, over the course of four years, it sold about four million units. Right. Um, Doom Eternal, like. It's been more than four years. That seems like a pretty big time frame as well. So it doesn't, it still doesn't explain it. I just, I really think that like Animal Crossing's, at least for me, was such a blind spot. I just never realized how, how huge it was, how big a deal it was. Now you know. Yeah, I mean, now we all know, right? 
I just I didn't know that the other titles had done. I knew the original did phenomenally well. I played the mm-hmm. original like a madman for months and months and months. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. On the GameCube. By the original on the GameCube. Okay. Yeah, for for the West of his GameCube, they had it on the mm-hmm. N64, which is always a weird thing for me. It came with mm-hmm. a memory card for the GameCube because it didn't it took a whole like you know, base not cool memory Jeez. card. To fit the whole thing. <laughs> so it was it was a time, man. But it's I've seen so many people using Animal Crossing in a way that Doom can never be used, and it's to connect with people, and I think mm. that's kind of like the ultimate lesson. I saw there was a tweet I saw, someone I know, who they and their sister currently live on opposite sides of the United States. They were gonna travel to see each other, they can't anymore, so they both bought Animal Crossing and they visit each other's islands every other day to spend time with one another and chat with one another over like Discord or something like that. There's ways you can use an experience That's like awesome. that. You can, you're not going to be like, let's hop on Doom <laughs> every other day for two, three weeks. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Right. Until we have I mean, Doom MMO. Right. Then maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, Doom MMO. You know, like, th- this time last week, I was definitely the, the like, um, uh, you know, when the kids say, Mom, can we have Animal Crossing? Um, I'm the mum that says, No, we have Animal Crossing at home, and it's fucking Stardew Valley. Um, <laughs> and like, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm still, I'm still all about that. I'm still all about that, but like, I guess it's only me, because 1.9 million physical units just in Japan in three heckin' days is just like, I cannot wrap my head around that. It's absurd. Well, you better, you better get to wrapping your head around it because it's probably not going anywhere. I don't even think what is going to be a, a cataclysmic impact on the industry in next week, which will be our, our final topic of the show later. I don't even think that'll slow it down. I don't. No, probably not. No, I don't think that's, I don't think that's enough. It'll maybe a little, but not a lot. Um, is there anything else we want to say about Animal Crossings or, or Doom? Anyone got any like Marauder jokes? They're pretty funny. They're pretty good. No, no, no. No, I don't think they are good. Yeah. What the Marauders? People, no, the people jokes. crying about the Marauders. No, the jokes. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to be it for our first topic, and that of Animal Crossing. The game's a couple weeks old, so we wanted mm-hmm. to lead with that. But now we're going to be going on to topic two because we got to we got to do our twig section of the show this week in gaming and this week in gaming is kind of a, a weird thing to talk about because there's very very high profile titles that are still eclipsed by our first topic of the show and our soon to be last topic of the show <laughs> uh, yeah not the best timing for these honestly i mean <laughs> they were they were going to be rough with the way march and april was originally mm. looking they were kind of yeah, always going to be in this awkward mm-hmm. spot, and as everything's moved around schedule, I think Animal Crossing suffered a delay, and mm. released in a, fa- in a time that ended up fitting more in like the current landscape of gaming and everything. Mm-hmm. But we have Persona 5 Royal, which is mm-hmm. more like a definitive edition of the Persona yep. release, and we have Resident Evil 3 Remake, which was highly anticipated after how well Resident <laughs> not, Evil Not such a definitive remake. edition. <laughs> We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that. So as you all know, Sly is our resident Velvet Man room 
as we as we put towards the beginning of the show. He's got it's it's all over his brand. He's been playing it like I had to, I was digging through streams for clips to look, and it was like, okay, let's see what are what clip do I want out of these four thirteen hour streams? <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, listen, if he doesn't do that, he ain't gonna finish it before before next week. So. That's fair. Yeah. Um, um, to be fair, to be fair, like I have all the time in the world because I'm like I'm treating seven remake as a guilty pleasure and i'll be doing it off stream so <gasps> i i have time playing it off stream you madman i know you mean you want to enjoy how, your experience how, how dare and, you and and, and not need experience. to ha- and not need to ham it up a little bit come on how, how dare you I? gotta you always gotta ham it up how dare i how dare you um, dude it's like what what's the difference between persona 5 and persona 5 royal Okay, so like Mike said, Persona 5 Royal is the definitive edition of uh, Persona 5, kind of like akin to Persona 4 and Persona 4 Golden. Um, when Persona 4 Golden came out, it had um, new social links, a, a new character, um, another, think of it as like DLC, but not really DLC because it's adding stuff to the story as well. Mm-hmm. So Persona 4... Golden kind of completed the story First, past. Uh, uh, I thought you said Persona Five for a second. Yeah. Is it kind of like Final Fantasy Fifteen Royal Edition? Think about that, but on crack. Think about right. like like twenty yeah. plus hours of stuff in a game that's already a hundred plus mm-hmm. hours long. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in, in addition to all the stuff that was already like in the game, like before the. Before the final months, I guess, in the calendar, the game calendar, um, they added a lot of quality of life, a lot of really good fucking quality of life. Um, new confidants, new people around town. Uh, yeah, it's just a really, like Mike said, uncracked definitive edition. And it's so good. Now there's, there's a big discussion to be had regarding that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Persona, Persona's a franchise that has always been among the most talked about, especially since 3 came mm-hmm. out a while back. I'd say 4 really propelled Fair. it for fans who were JRPGs, but 3 um, three and 5 are kind of like, you know... I, I'd say I, I hear the most people talk about anything between 3, 4, and 5. 1 and 2 is really more your room, Sly. You can talk about Innocent Sin and, and things like that going back. Mm-hmm. But we live in an age that's a lot different than the Persona that I got used to when I was in college. Because I remember playing yeah. Persona 4, my friend brought it to college, I never heard of it before, and I fell in love with it immediately. And then I found out there was this Persona 4 Golden, it was available on the Vita, I have it on the PlayStation TV, and it was also a definitive version. I kind of got into it at a time where re-releasing a definitive version, a game of the year version of a game, was maybe a little bit more normal. But there's a very important question I want to pose to you, Sly, in that. Is it not, are we not past the era of definitive game releases like this, as opposed to releasing a DLC and a definitive version for people who maybe didn't buy it originally, so people who did buy it Mm -hmm. originally have the option? And then people who didn't buy it originally have a full price game that's actually worth more than the original was. Are we past that point yet? Are we past that point? Should they, I'm basically asking, should they have let people who played the original one buy it for 20 bucks? And to use your point, Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition Mm. did that. 
You could buy a mm-hmm. Royal Edition for 20 bucks, or you could just buy it outright or buy the PC version, which was the... I mean, like, every, everything does that now, right? Like, like every every game with DLC will finish their DLC season and then release some kind of, you know, special edition that people can either buy outright or they can, like, you know, upgrade their vanilla game. I mean, there's a lot of arguments to be made for that. I And I, I want you to make them. <laughs> I, I, I want you to make your I, side I, of the I, argument. I agree. You can you can definitely with all the stuff that we we've gotten in Royal as compared to Vanilla. Yeah, I agree. You could po- possibly do something something akin to that, but um from the JP side of things, I guess, uh Missing out on stuff like a, you know, a new soundtrack. You know, they had to go back. And yeah. Record. Okay. Yeah. You know, this makes a lot of sense to call back mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. They had to, yeah, they had to go back and like record new tracks. Like there's a new, like today I just learned there was a new Mementos track. I'm like, what the fuck? That sounds mm-hmm. fucking awesome. There, there's new opening. There's new battle music, everything. So they added on to that. So it, it like, I, I see where you're going with it, but at the same time, it'd be kind of hard to, you know, <sighs> profit, quote unquote. Off of, um, you know, the new new and everything that gets put in. Yeah. It's just, I've gotten the question a lot because I, I haven't been yeah. able to play it at the pace you have, you know, between Animal Crossing mm-hmm. and, uh, taking care of a few things before, before next week. I've put maybe like four hours, you know, a, a day into mm-hmm. it at most. And yesterday and today I actually didn't get to put any time into it. So I've only gotten through a few things, seen a few of the new scenes, heard a few of the new tracks, seen a few of the new facial designs, seen some of the quality of life. And it's, it, the more you play, the more substantial it seems. It It's not just kind of adding something to the end of the game, which it absolutely does, but it also yeah. is completely rewriting not not the script, but the the way you experience the game at the from beginning to end. Is it, yeah. is it not also kind of a remaster? Like, they've updated a lot of, like, textures and models and stuff? That's what I read. That's what if I, they have, I didn't notice, to be honest. It. You're just taking the person to say it, and like I played mm-hmm. both, and I like I see the new models, but at the same time, I see people in my chat says it looks a little bit more polished. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, I, I was really I cool. was reading that, and and I and I think that maybe like lends a little bit more weight to you know buying it again outright rather than just like right. upgrading through DLC, right? Because you do have right. the difference, I guess, between you know a, a definitive edition and a remaster, so maybe we should be thinking of it more on kind of that track. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's a remaster that's come out like, you know, what, 18 months, two years after the original? Wasn't it last year, February? What, when was it? Slide? No, no, okay. 2016. 2016. It was 2016? No. Where did my no, life go? Stone 5 did not come out 2016. I refuse I to believe that. that. Yeah. No. I don't believe it came out the same year. My- 2017 was Strange Journey Remix, so yeah, it was 2016. Persona 5 release date, September 15, 2016. What the fuck? We didn't get it until 2017, though. Yeah, we didn't get it until 2017. Okay, April, April 2017. Yeah. Okay, so it's been, it's been like exactly three years since yeah. it was released in the West. Um, Holy shit, where did my last fucking three years of my life go? I feel like I played it yesterday. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Stranger Remix? Yeah. Hmm. So I'm blown away seems... right now. You don't understand. It literally feels like I played it like just last year for the first time. Right. 
It, it seems that maybe we could make it the argument that it's like somewhere between a, a definitive edition and a remaster then. But right. I can see why people would be apprehensive about wanting to buy it outright in a new edition only three years after the original game comes out. I mean, mm. fucking so many other games do it a year later. That's that's a generosity comparatively. Mm-hmm. Think about, dude, I remember Pokemon did, I mean, they're not doing it this time, but with, but with Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Moon the next year. Yeah, know, but Final that's Fantasy just... Final 15 did Royal Edition the next year, you know? Yeah, but that's just fucking greedy. I mean, with Pokemon anyway, like, that's... Yeah, good point. <sighs> don't get me started. Yeah, I know, don't worry, I don't need to. And the only reason I even bought Sword and Shield is because they said they weren't doing that like again. Better, like, this is, this is only one part of, you know... The Persona 5, I guess, I, you know, milking, I like to call it. Oh, yeah, there's also uh, Scramble, there's the there's Dancing Game. Mm-hmm, dancing in, uh, dancing in Moonlight. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, ever since 4, it's like, they they usually like to milk it a little bit before they move on to their next uh, IP or whatever the studios will be working on. Well, okay. <laughs> Do you really want to go down this rabbit hole? No, I don't, because this show will be an out. Can you, can you, 30 seconds. Hang on, hang on. Okay. Can you, because this is, this is something I've always struggled with. Can you please explain to me, like in a straight line, 30 seconds, no bullshit, the connection between SMT and Persona? All right. You're on the clock. They're the same thing. They're the same thing? Sweet, done. Cool, let's move on. Let's do lore wise the the connection is that from SNT to Raido Kusanoha the 40th uh leaves to already lost me goes back goes back in time to try and correct the apocalypse that's already happened wait it's, it's an, an alternate timeline mhm yeah that's all it is it's an alternate timeline yeah so you got to remember that up until up until persona leave, 5 man. it was shin megami tensei persona that was, it mm-hmm. was like it was like a subcategory of the SMT games mm-hmm. that became so popular mm-hmm. they dropped SMT in the title for 5 that's yeah. some yoko taro shit right there yeah that's all it is you like, fortunately don't need to know any of that to play the games you really don't i, I mean it, it helps if you start from if and like go forward from persona 1 it helps but mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, great. No, that was good. That was impressive restraint from you, Sly. Yeah, ch- ch- chat's got it's got it's like the square rectangle conversation. You know, mm-hmm. like all all squares, uh, all rectangles are not squares, but uh, squares. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the best way to describe yeah. it. Yeah, that's so all Persona games are SMT, but not all SMT are Persona. There you go. Okay, there we go. That is that is that is a very good way to put it. Yeah, it's mm. uh, but. Oh no, Sly, you go. No, no, like you just had to fucking bring up S and T five. I did because you know it doesn't you exist didn't. yet. You didn't. Know. You really didn't. Well, um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and like real quick. I'm gonna go ahead and make the argument for Mike. Please. No. Uh, three years ago, three years ago, 2017 was the 25th anniversary of S and T. That was when they did all the all the. Uh, I guess PR and had all the concerts for the 25th anniversary. And that's when Strange Story Redux came out. If we're thinking about SMT5, what's two years from now? 30 years. Yep. They can just fucking sit on it and wait. And that's probably what's going to end up happening. So 
for anyone who's waiting on essence. Why? Why would that have like is is waiting like twenty eight years for like an arbitrary thirty years? Is that going to have any effect on sales? Yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, really? And this is a, yeah, and the thing about this, this is a mainline SMT five is the mainline. That's the main timeline. This is a mainline release. So yeah, I wouldn't. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, but wait, I guarantee wait, you, Persona Five still sells better than SMT five. Let me, let me, let me just sit back here for a second. Man, I was never gonna bother playing SMT five. Like I was done with the SMT franchise, but then they said it was the thirty year anniversary, and I fuck. I guess I've got to get it now. I guess I got to play it. Like who's who's gonna be in that position? The people I who waited said, ten years to play Final Fantasy fifteen because it started. <laughs> yeah, but they. <laughs> right, but they weren't, but they, but those people weren't gonna be like, oh, I was gonna play it until they said it was the 30 year anniversary, and now I guess I'm gonna play it. The people who waited for Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> the people who waited for Kingdom Hearts 3 were going to play it no matter when it came out. Yeah, but imagine. I was like waiting another two years. Were they? Uh, where are they going to release our game uh, on a lunar eclipse? Uh, if that's all right, everybody, we're just going to wait for the next lunar eclipse. So because about to make it sound like Final Fantasy XI really crafting conditions. But, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I think is, I guarantee you SMT5 doesn't do as well as Persona 5. And then we never see another SMT game after. Hell, if we even see <laughs> SMT5. Uh, yeah. Sly, you're muted. You muted again, bro. Fuck. I'll agree with you. It might not do well as well as uh, Persona Five, but they're still gonna fucking make some. And some. Fuck. Have you seen? Have you seen the the surveys that come out every year? No. Asking what we want. No, because uh, I don't trust options. what people want. <laughs> not just Blizzard, sure. apparently. Yeah, some of the options are, some of the options we get are Persona MMO, SM, Return to SMT MMO, uh, really? SMT Remasters, uh, just, they're just outlandish things. Yeah. SMT's not gonna disappear. Wait, not- wait, wait, wait. So, so they survey people, they know that people want these things? Right? Why, so then yeah. why haven't they done it? They're waiting for that 30-year anniversary, man. They're waiting for that lunar eclipse, bro. That's all going to come yeah, I actually, I actually do firmly believe, because here, here's the thing. It's not even just about waiting for the 30-year anniversary. It's it's the sheer fact that they can literally make so many Persona 5-related things until then while they make it. And they can they churn out. Atlas churns out Persona content when they want it. When they see it do well, they're like, okay, we got to make, like, eight different versions of, like, eight different genres of game. I'm waiting for the third person. I'm waiting for the fucking Fortnite collaboration coming up for Persona, where you just fucking, you pick up cards, and you're just like, Persona, you know, is it. At this point, <laughs> that wouldn't even surprise me. With the number of Persona, well, like, we got a Persona 5 and, um, uh, what was it, Son- Sonic, um, uh, what was that? Sonic, uh... It wasn't Sonic yeah, Mania. Was, Sonic it, Heroes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonic Heroes yeah. collab. I was like, okay, all right. Dude, Joker's was, even in Smash, man. That's, that's it. Yeah. Like, we got that's would, it. That's another thing. Sonic right Forces. There. It was Sonic Forces. Sonic Forces, that's yeah. the one. I, I would not be surprised if um, if they ended up doing a Fortnite collab at this point. Hey, Sonic well, Mania was Atlas, real good, at least. Sega Atlas, uh, same company, really, pretty, pretty much at this point. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, but, but, uh, but they gotta they gotta wait until the lunar eclipse where the the Fire Nation can't do their bending. Otherwise, it's not gonna sell, dude. I don't think you keep saying that lunar phases are a thing in SMT. Oh, shut the fuck up. Yes. Every shut step up. you take in SMT is a lunar phase, is, is like part of the waning or waxing of the moon. <laughs> Good job. Good job. All right. Okay. I'm going to say he knew that secretly and that that yeah, was part of the pun the whole time because he um, lost his New Horizons pun earlier. So, so Persona 5 Royal on Metacritic, we've got a critical score of 94, user score of 8.7. Uh, out of 10, obviously. That's like way, way, way closer. Um, it, it's really interesting when you see like so little discrepancy between a, a critical score and a, and a user rating. Yeah, because yeah. Metacritic, I see like, I see like 98 and then it's like a 7.1 for like the user. Right. Okay. So, so here's an interesting one for you. Animal Crossing New Horizons, just to like draw the comparison back. Okay. Meta score 91. User score, uh, take a guess. Take a guess. Uh, 67. One. You reckon 6.7? Oh, that's for the and user so, score? Yeah, 6.7. For the user score. Yeah. One. You reckon 1 for the user score? Can you justify that? Are you just like... He just... He, he, he's bringing the, the mains? He, he, no, he's the guy who goes on the Price is Right and just and just puts a dollar down and is like, I hope everyone else right. goes over. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fine, fine. So, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Metascore 91, user score 5.4. I can probably name. Let's go. I can probably there name are, a lot of reasons as to why it's. There's, there's one reason. There's only. There's only one reason. There's over 1,200 negative reviews. It says only on, on uh, Switch. No, no, no. That's not it. There's there's one complaint that that is like the overwhelming islands, it. The island sharing. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. People saying, you know, I bought this with my partner. I bought this, you know, for my family. Like my kids are playing it. Whatever. There's only one island. We can't have multiple, like, you know, saves or whatever. But that has just tanked the uh, the user score for Animal Crossings, which I think is interesting mm-hmm. because I hadn't seen that anywhere on, on social media. That's because no one's talking about it on social media. Every, everyone well, on social media is just playing alone. <laughs> like Exactly, because <laughs> everyone I follow on social media is a loser. <laughs> 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 like, oh, shit, oh, I can't play with my family? Oh, well... Fuck them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's tweeting Maybe about it, like, I mean, family. my family plays it, but I'm gonna fucking be, I'm gonna fucking skip all that shit. <laughs> um, anyway, not not to like drag us backwards, but I thought I always think it's yeah, really interesting when you see like the the, the kind of um, uh, discrepancy between the two being so close. Well, the thing is, like Persona Five is already like overwhelmingly positively received in, in terms of its vanilla. Like yeah. you, mm-hmm. It damn near came to be game of the year at one point. It was damn near in their consideration. Um, and to still have that kind of reception, yeah, that's, that says something. Even with the addition, and even with people, you know, kind of reluctant to buy it because, well, hey, what's different than vanilla? Why should I pay for, you know, like you said, why should right. I pay for uh, Royal? You would, when... you would have thought that that would have, like, had some effect on the user rating, right? I feel like the oh, big mine. thing that has the biggest effect on mine. user rating would be the fact that it's another, it's $60 again. I think that mm. if anything's going to affect the user score of Persona 5, it's going to be that instead of being it's able to be just that. download it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fair. Again, I, th- I think that eventually maybe they 
the, somewhere down the line, not with Persona 5, they, they wise up and maybe do it that way because it's more, st- at least if, if they plan to at any point care about the Western audience, I'm not convinced that it ever, <laughs> that it's ever <laughs> had much a factor for them considering that how well it does relatively in the West and they, they, they just have that like six month gap between the Japanese <laughs> and English releases. Going back to what I was saying with, uh, you know, the collector culture in comparison to what they get. <laughs> Like the Phantom Thieves edition we got pales in comparison. Yeah. To, yeah. One day maybe we'll get a global release at the same time on a Persona game, Sly. One day, may- maybe. Sly, maybe. <laughs> Again, 30 year anniversary in two years. The shit that's going to come out for that? Nah, nah, fam. Nah, family. We ain't getting that. I gotta, I'm going to have to pay like $500 just to import that shit to North America. Let's fucking go. All right. See, at least with Trials, they're playing catch-up, because the Trials games all release in Japan, and then they got, like, then as they've released in Japan, they've had to, like, trans... Oh, like, you mean, you mean Trails? Yeah, Trails. Sorry, not Trials. trials. Why did you say Trials? I was like, wait, what? Well, Trials, someone was, someone, sorry, somebody asked me about the Trials games earlier, so it was fresh on my mind. Oh. So, uh, yeah, for Trails, and it's like, oh, yeah, Cold Steel 3 came out, waiting on that Cold Steel 4 in Japan announcement any day now. It's like, that's just, like, how off-paced those games are. Yeah. So it's uh it's fascinating though. I think I I've played Persona Five. I love even just in the first ten hours, there's an insane amount of quality of life. Things I didn't even know mm. I wanted. It is a hundred percent the definitive version if after seven remake, at this point it's it's kinda close. So unless you're not planning on picking up seven remake and you're looking for an RPG to sink hundred and twenty plus hours into, and I mean that by go. the way. Here you go. Five R. Like, mm-hmm. Like again, he said he told me 13 hour streams for me, like, and I missed one day because of fucking RE3. And I'm only on the fourth palace. And you know there's more. You know there's more beyond what we already seen in the news. <laughs> missed one day because of RE3. I'm not even fucking halfway through with four days. Four fucking days. Well, four days and like some hours. Yeah. It's a big game, boys. And how long did you, did you spend on RE3? Because I think we'll come to that in a minute, won't we? Well, oh wow, that's a lot. Uh, seven hours. That was that was well, our other release. Kind of stretch it out a little bit. Like I kind of stretch it out a little bit. I I play those games kind of slow, but we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to it right now because that's the other release that came out this week. Something that, again, going back to our conversation about something that's mainstream versus uh, a little bit, you know, not, not, or perceived as mainstream versus what actually is. Persona 5 to RPG fans is as mainstream as you get. Kind of. You know, along with like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. Like there, it's, it's like up there in terms of like mainstream RPGs. This is mainstream in the horror, I mean, Resident Evil defined the horror genre and, uh, Resident Evil 2 remake was considered a masterpiece amongst like remakes. The, the the definitive idea of what a remake should be like, especially in in the current days, if you're going to actually do something. Okay, three okay. has not that? gotten that reception. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Can 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 we explore for a moment, like what the definitive idea of what a remake should be? What what is that? What what did Resident Evil Two remake do so right? It recaptured the atmosphere that the original had, the way that we perceived it, because obviously the original doesn't have the same atmosphere nowadays, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's dated, it's aged, it's old, it, it uses old ideas that aren't really 
in line with anything anymore. But things such as an actual sense of survival, it maintained that after the series had kind of gone away from it for a while, brought it back with RE7, and then preserved the idea Mm -hmm. in RE2. It took the original story, it still paid homages to it in every which way it could, and then expanded upon it Mm -hmm. in, uh, in small, subtle, and appreciative ways. And then it had okay. a giant dude in a, in a hat chasing you the whole game. The dude doesn't have a hat this time. No. No, he doesn't. There's, there's your first mistake. That's, no hat. That is the first mistake. He can't ask but he, but he's faster. the same little lady but he's, if he doesn't have a hat. But he's faster and they gave him Jason Powers. So. Yeah. So, RE3 Remake, I've only seen people... I haven't actually seen an opinion that has, like, a basis. Like, no one's stating, like, what about it? is not clicking for them on my social media. I'm mm. only seeing people going, man, that wasn't what I was hoping it would be. Now, Sly, you've played it. I need you to define that for me. Well, we, last year we had this experience, which had a lot of tension. Like it gave you a lot of like good tension. You know, it, it, it vastly improves on the original and just like cranks it up to 11. Um, it, it brought a fresh perspective on some things, including the original RE2 story. Um, really good gameplay, really good graphics, everything. RE3, gameplay and graphics, got it in spades. A lot of people came in with RE, like came into RE three with the expe- expectation that it, you know it was going. Oh, we had Mister X last time. Fucking Nemesis is going to be fucking. It's going to be fucking. Oh God, I'm going to be shitting my pants. Nah. In my perspective, Nemesis wasn't really like okay. There are jump scares. That's one thing. Nemesis didn't have the same effect that Mister X did. In anything, he was more of an obstacle slash annoyance than anything. Like, I didn't feel scared. He was just there. He was just there at points, and he he he, he gets in your way a bit. He chases you for a bit, and he gives up. That's it. Mr. X could have, like, kind of, like, makes his way to you. No matter where you are, he kind of tries to make his way to you. Um, there's that. There, um... The story, the original RE3 story, kind of, you know, switched a little bit. There were a lot of key, key moments that were missed. There were a lot of new moments that are really good. There, they, the way they spin, they put the spin on certain moments in the original that still kind of retained in the remake was decent. All in all, like it was a, it was a good attempt, but it it didn't have the same impact as RE2 remake did. Okay, uh, go ahead. Uh, just 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 real quick, I I think I think this is really interesting. The the criticisms, a lot of the criticisms that we make comparing the Resident Evil Three remake with the Resident Evil Two remake are criticisms mm-hmm. that we can make and were making from the original Resident Evil Three compared to the original Resident Evil Two. Um, mm. like Resident Evil 3 was 
kind of generally like critically accepted as just not being as good. It was not as well received. Um, and, um, they're remaking, they're remaking that in, in remaking Resident Evil 2 and then remaking Resident Evil 3. It seems mm-hmm. almost like to be expected that, that like the remake of the better game is going to be better. Right. Okay. All right. But to, to question your question, mm-hmm. like, would it be wrong for people to expect the, the remake, the three remake to be better? Mm-hmm. Like, seeing that Absolutely not. experience. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Take, take, taking like new and novel directions and like mm-hmm. basically working the kinks out of what made the original Resident Evil sort of fall a little bit flat and trying to like, you know, elevate that, trying to make like a better game. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But a lot of the criticism that I've seen about the Resident Evil 3 remake is like, hey, it wasn't like that in the original. Um, so I've been seeing like a lot, a lot of reviews that I've been looking at, a lot of reviews that I've been reading both like mm-hmm. professionally and like user reviews are saying on one hand, um, Resident Evil 2 was a better game than Resident Evil 3 originally. Um, and yet, being critical of Resident Evil 3 remake doing things differently to the original Resident Evil 3, which was not as good a game as the original Resident Evil 2. It seems like a, a little bit of a, um, uh, a little bit of a contradiction, right? Um, I, I think, I think the most reasonable criticism I'm seeing is that it's only f- like five hours long for most people's playthroughs. Hmm. Assuming you're just doing one playthrough on a you know, casual playthrough on one difficulty and you're not trying to go through like the crazy hard stuff or, you know, mm-hmm. doing multiple right. playthroughs or if you missed anything the first time, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's reasonable, but at the same time, like uh, the, the length of a single playthrough of a game shouldn't really like dictate everything about how we receive it. Right. It shouldn't dictate everything, but it, it dictates a lot. I mean, well, for a Resident Evil game, it shouldn't dictate a lot. In, in, in honesty, in comparison to past Resident Evil games, and we've seen these shits be like speedrun. We know how long they can. Yeah, take. most of them aren't terribly long. They're not terribly long. If you know what you're doing, again, this is like once we've broken the game in half and we know everything. If you know what you're mm-hmm. doing, they're not really long games. Even still, on a first playthrough. If you, you know, you, you have a history of Resident Evil, you know it's not going to take you that fucking long. Like, you're expecting, people are expecting like a day and a half, two-day experience with Resident Evil. Nah, nah, family. That ain't going to happen. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I will say that length of a remake, I'd say it's, it, that depends on the remake. I think Resident Evil, expecting it to be like a, ma- a monstrously long game if you don't plan on doing multiple difficulties... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I held the expectation most people would have it done in a day. That was my yeah. full my full on expectation. And I'm glad that expectation was done. Now I can get back with people. Okay, yeah. so so let's I, I, again like not not getting into spoilers, and obviously we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this topic soon. Okay. But let us compare um, remaking a game into a five hour experience compared to remaking like a quarter of a game into like a hundred hour plus experience. 
Allah. You do you really Final think that's going to be a hundred out? You are, cra- dude. I can beat the original in like thirty, forty hours with bonus content. If that game I've been on. hearing. Okay, I've been hearing. All right, wait, 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 no spoilers. No, no, no. Still, no I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't want to know what you've even been hearing. Okay. Because All right. okay, that's still going to be information. I'm, I'm that, just. I'm just saying that it's an interesting juxtaposition, right? Is okay. that you've got. A remake thinking that it's kind of fine to release a five hour, five to seven hour experience. Basically something you can smash through in a day, like pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to, you know, oh, hey, we're going to remake this game. Here's a great opportunity for us to fill it out, right? To give people a little bit more to expand it to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. right? You, you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I wonder why you didn't do that. Well, we're talking about two totally different, like, from what you're saying, we're talking about two totally different monsters. Uh, again, in terms of the originals, like I said, in terms of the original REs, like, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of source material to, like, really expand upon. And mm-hmm. I will say, for what they did expand upon, what they did, Kind of like I'm not the films did a pretty good job of panning it out. Yeah, they kind of like from what they did expand upon they and what they did kind of like you know flip a little bit. They did a good job on it. They did a pretty decent job on it. Like I would say, I was pleasantly surprised with a few things that that I saw in RE3. But you were probably upset by a few things you didn't say. Yes, Clock Tower is the number one thing that I hear people refer to being gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm that. How spoilerific can I get with RE3? Can I say how? What can't I say? What do you want? No, I don't give a fuck about RE3 remake. Okay. I don't want anyone talking about Seven remake. Okay. How 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 about this? Um, chat YouTube. Whoever's listening, um, give side thirty seconds if you're worried about Resident Evil Three spoilers. Okay. And yeah, one thing I will say really pissed me off. I felt bad that I was scared of hunters more than I was scared of fucking nemesis. Oh, uh, chat, chat, that that doesn't sound like spoilers at all. Okay. There's, that's not okay. spoilers. Okay. There's hunters okay. in the okay. first okay. Resident Evil. Okay. No, no, no. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's really... liquors. My bad. Yeah, there were there were liquors in here too. Yeah, but yeah, I was I was a little bit shook, more shook from hunters. The way they introduced hunters, like the nod they gave, that really well done. But. It was a shame that I was a little more shook from that than I was just fucking Nemesis. Yeah, it wasn't were even a spoiler. That's just, I don't were, even. That's not even a spoiler. Were you particularly shook by Nemesis in the original Resident Evil Three? Because, like, for me, yes. in the original yes. Resident Evil Three, Nemesis kind of silly. He's kind of goofy. Like he's Stars. just. Stars. He's not that. Dude, you ever you ever played the arcade Resident Evil Three? That dude, the rail shooter art Resident Evil Three. I haven't. <laughs> Yeah, yo, Nemesis is 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 scary in that. All right, <laughs> it's like for for the comparison for Mister X, like the sound design for it was so well done. Like you can hear those big thuds, doom, 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 doom. you know, like oh fuck, I need to get out of here. Nemesis, it's more of a oh, fuck. He can kind of do. He kind of has superpowers. Like I kind of expect them. Like okay. Like, I know I can take him down. Let me see what kind of ammo I got. Hmm, I got a grenade. Okay. I'm going to take him down and get this, like, new part for my weapon. Right, because it's an action game. Yeah, it it wasn't really... There wasn't Maybe any, that's like, the problem. Maybe it's because it's more yeah. action than, than something yeah. horror. Like and so, I, I feel like it's want. kind of a... 
I feel like yeah. three remake is kind of a hybrid of five and six. Five being ooh, you mm, threw you threw a real dark wrench in the when you said six in there. Yeah, yeah, and see, like one six third of really six just... was good, and I can let, and I'll bet let you guess which third it was. One third, one third, one Leon. Mm-hmm. I don't count Ada. No, no, no. no. Like you're really gonna say Leon's was good? I was gonna I'll say it's I'm better than the other two. <laughs> okay, but even still, like it, it's kind of the hybrid between. That and five. Five mm. did have attempted horror, but it was like more action packed. Six was just straight up Hollywood action movie. Yeah. That's kind of what it felt like, but you know, with a little bit of polish. F- five, okay. I think, was the perfect Resident Evil action game. I think it's the first oh, like, four. I so f- four, uh, four, four is... got it right. Four got it right in my opinion. I think yeah. four was yeah, yeah. I don't agree with you, but I mean, like, R- even RE4 isn't as much action as RE5. I think the formula yeah, for RE4 sure. is a more enjoyable game, but I think if uh, they're mm-hmm. going for, like, just an action-oriented Resident Evil, I think 5 mm-hmm. is the... Dude, there are still things in Resident Evil 4 that scared, that fucking, you know, scared me, jumped at me, made me panic. Mm-hmm. Dude, even the fact that I had to be ready to press buttons and cutscenes in 4 scared the shit out of me. I'm running away from the boulder, and I'm just like, oh, wow, this cutscene's re- Oh, shit! <laughs> I, I think four was the first QTE game I played. I think so, it, yeah, I think I think it was, it was, that definitely God got was, me as well. God of for War, a lot of us was God of War out before. That? I think God of War was a couple of years later. Yeah, God of War was like yeah, pretty late PS2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So okay. So I, I think at the end of the day, Resident Evil Two was was phenomenal. Resident Evil Two Remake, uh, yeah, phenomenal. What what a surprise! Big surprise there. Res, Resident Evil Three. Uh, not as good as Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 3 Remake. Not as good as Resident Evil 2 Remake. Why is everyone surprised? Now we gotta wait for Code Veronica. Remake. <laughs> really? Is that gonna happen? No, probably not. That's not gonna happen. Resident Evil 4 Remake. It's what the fans, it's what the fans wish for, and all, like, uh, some of them are leaning towards Resident Evil 4. I say why of Resident Evil 4 though. Like why? Yeah, I don't. I just think you need to um, just remaster it again. You don't need to remake it. You can just you could just upscale the fuck out of that. You probably need to remake it in order to upscale it. But mm. it doesn't. It doesn't mm. need like any formula. Like it literally needs no formulaic change. That's literally new coat of paint and ship it. In mm. my opinion, Code Veronica. I will agree on a on a remake. I will agree on that. Yeah. Has so, there not been a Resident Evil Four remaster? Probably. I think there has. Or if not, there's mods. Be, right? If not, there's mods that make it look better. One yeah. or two. I, I think it is fair to say that Resident Evil 4 does still hold up like pretty well, though. Yeah. Like, literally yeah. all you could possibly do to 4, in my opinion, is coat new coat of paint. Literally do nothing yeah. else. That's it. it. That's it. That's all it needs. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe give the girl less voice lines. <laughs> Because I'm busy here. I'm busy. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to work. I love it. No, it makes it. It makes it so goofy. I love it. It makes it so silly. Listen, I'm busy. Get get in the trash can. I'm busy. Okay. (laughs) Please just get in the trash can. That's all I'm asking you. Um. So. Uh. Okay. Speaking. Speaking of like disconnects between um. Metacritic and uh, user score. This is actually like pretty. I thought you were going to tell me my stream disconnected when you said that. <laughs> oh no 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 no. Oh yeah. No, not a literal disconnect. A discrepancy, if you yeah. will. Um. Okay, so critical rating for Resident Evil Three. Metascore 
80. Um, most of the critics were saying, like, this is phenomenal, this looks beautiful, it plays great. Yeah, it's a little bit short. Um, but generally critics uh, don't have to... Okay, I'm going to be really cynical here. Um, critics don't pay for their games um, a lot of the time, at least at professional outlets. And as a result, um, how much time you're getting out of 60 bucks is not at the forefront of your mind. Um, as someone that does like a little bit of freelance uh, journalism, I'm also like pretty sympathetic with the idea of, oh, thank fuck, it's only five hours. Oh, thank you, God. <laughs> I can, I don't have to, you know, pull three days of all-nighters to be able to finish this fucking game and review it. 10 out of 10, hell yeah. There's, that's definitely a thing as well. Um, user score 6.2. It's generally people saying, um, I mean, pretty much the same thing. They're saying the same thing. Like, it looks great, it plays great, it's too short. Zero out of 10. Um, (laughs) I love this game. It reminds me so much of my childhood. Only four to five hours, zero out of ten. I just read that verbatim. Um, It's an actual review. Okay, here's here's my favorite favorite one. This is a ten out of ten user score from user Axe Brosler. Um, uh, Fuck the toxic fans. The original game have the same period of time. It no have tower clock, but they have another new things. Raccoon Park have mixes parts like the subway, building zones, sewers, and more. The game don't deserve this. Ten out of ten. I don't know what they think. I don't that review got zero. That, out of 10 that is a stand right there. That is a re fucking stand. Let's I I don't know what they think of the game, um, but uh, that's a ten out of ten. So go on, go and buy 10. it. 10 out of 10. Yeah, go get it. Okay. (laughs) These are so good. I think I'm ready to move on Uh, from RE3 Remake. See, now, uh, unfortunately, you've led me down one of my favorite rabbit holes. (laughs) Reading user comments. Because sometimes... So, we've talked about it on on State of the Realm for Final Fantasy XIV. But one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things to do is when they do live letter threads, ask only about these topics. And then reading the questions that people have not being about those topics... What you're experiencing is very. I get the same enjoyment out of these similar scenarios. Oh, oh, here, okay. Give me, give me one more. What? Just one okay, more. This one is more. One more, and then we'll move on. It's from Dragon Knight Four. Uh, Jill was censored. They clearly see the customer as the enemy. Don't support this garbage. Zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I had seen a retweet about our A3 <laughs> remake, and it was Jill crawling through a, a small corridor of some kind, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. a shot from behind, and it was a complaint about her being censored, because it wasn't the skirt. And it was that, it's literally just her ass. Listen, listen, Yoko Taro, Yoko Taro would never do this to us, alright? <laughs> This is bullshit, all right? Game steps need to be more horny. Yoko Taro would never do us like this. Bro, I would never downrate a game for just showing me less ass. That's all I'm saying. Well, the internet does, so there you go. I'm well aware of that. <sighs> Am I back in the good books with you, with you near simps now? 
Did I do good? Are we cool? <laughs> you may have, you almost had it until the very almost. end. Almost? <laughs> I almost had it until I called them simps. You almost had them. Shit. Came real Sorry. close. Real yeah. close. Yeah, I'll oh, get it man. next time. Yeah. Okay, with that, we're going to move on to our next topic. Next week is going to be one of the most looked at and one of the most influential leaks in gaming that we'll have had in a long time and will probably have until who knows when the second part of it comes out. Now, we are talking about 7 Remake, and we are going to talk talk about a topic that talks about its early release, but I want to say this now, we're not talking spoilers if you talk about spoilers in the live chat you will be promptly banned without appeal and even if you make a joke spoiler like ah uh cloud as a sword i'm taking no fucking chances you're done all right you done and my mods are aware of that so uh no for all we know <laughs> for all we know there are no swords whatsoever all right what I'm just saying, like, no, there's no spoilers. There may or may not be swords. For all we know, Clyde may not have a fucking sword. We don't know. There's no spoilers. I mean, it's not like there's not a fucking sword. There might be swords. I'm going to ban both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So next week on April 10th is the official release date of Final Fantasy VII Remake. A remake that has been long requested and was made a known reality back in, I believe, 2015 at E3 when it was initially announced. It has been almost five years since that day, and we will have it in our hands shortly. Now, we're going to touch on a couple of topics from before, but we need to hit the biggest button topic first. I said its release date is April Mm -hmm. 10th. Mm -hmm. It is already out. In some regions of the world, which is why we have to tread very carefully about this topic. Because some people don't give a shit. Alright? And there's there's information from interviews that people may have missed and may not know. There's trailers people may have skipped. And there's people who, believe it or not, didn't play the original and don't know all the things that happen that we want to respect. Fair? Fair? There. It being Absolutely. out in some regions of the world ten days early has it is yeah you're fine so has never been a harder thing to deal with. For me. Yeah, this is this is a tubby. So it was released in Australia um, early, ten days early. Um, do we want to do we want to dive into this into this controversy? So I I I mean we kind of have to because so it 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 hit Australia 10 days early it's hit Europe now it's straight up available physically in stores and mm-hmm. in a lot of places yeah. in Europe um same yeah. with Australia and uh Japan and the United States some people will probably still get it early in the United States as well some people are going to get it late we Amazon a lot of people are expecting to receive it late but ultimately it's not out yet but it's out mm-hmm. And that has yes, brought so, upon a content creation yes, a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. Because yeah. because this is not like um, you know pre-release. This isn't like review codes that people are um, like breaking NDA on or anything like this. This is it has been physically released in store retail in Australia, 
Um, it was uh, several days ago. Um, and uh, naturally, a lot of Australians bought it and they came home and they streamed it. Um, and uh, apparently, at the time, there was nothing in Square Enix's terms of service um, explicitly against this. They were making tweets saying, like, please don't spoil it, stuff like that. But um, a lot of Australian streamers were streaming the remake from, uh, what was it, uh, Tuesday? April 1st, Wednesday. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Wednesday. Um, and uh, getting uh, DMCA'd. Um, and basically what happened was uh, Square Enix went and updated their terms and conditions um, to include a clause about not streaming, not releasing like any kind of content on the game um, and imposing DMCAs uh, up until April 10th. But it was a clause that they introduced after people had already started streaming it. So um, a bunch of people got uh, temporary bans on Twitch as a result of this DMCA, and it was just a huge fucking shit show over it. Um, and, uh, I mean, Mike, your, your position is like, this is absolutely like on the content creators for, you know, being jabronis and not erring on the side of caution and waiting for like the full international release, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not in those words, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right. And, and like the other side of it is like, again, this isn't people breaking NDA. This is the game being fucking released. You know, like if you can buy it in a store, you can go down to EB games. And th- th- this, this was the really, um, kind of rough thing as well as like a lot of Australian content creators, um, they couldn't get it digitally early. They actually had to like go down to EB games and get it. And they'll like, why are you making me like leave my house, leave quarantine to go and pick up this game? They didn't have to. They could have just waited. No, no, no. No, they didn't they didn't they didn't have to. So, um uh okay. One Australian streamer in particular that we were talking about a little bit in the pre-show, uh Cody Hargreaves, uh excessive profanity. I'm sure some of you guys know him. Um he was one of the streamers that got DMCA, he got a, a 24-hour ban. And his position was basically like, they've released this game here in Australia. This game, this game is released. It might not be released in all regions, but it's, it's released here. And, um, there's nothing explicitly saying I can't stream it. And me as like a full time content creator, a full time streamer, if I don't get ahead of the curve, if I don't start streaming it now and getting those eyeballs, getting those clicks, then I'm basically shooting myself in the fucking foot, aren't I? Um, so that's like the other side of it, right? Mm-hmm. I think. And I think that's like, that's pretty, that's pretty compelling. I think that like, yeah, there's definitely something to be said of, oh, you don't want to spoil people or whatever, but like no one's, no one's forced to watch the content. You know, no one's like compelled to get in there and watch it. And if they do, like they can't be angry that things get spoiled. It's just like, you know, a professional content creator trying to get, you know, a head start that's been offered to them. Um, with no explicit, like, no, no explicit cause from Square Enix saying they can't do it until they've already started doing it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of rough, isn't it? Don't you think? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow people's minds here with, with this Go logic ahead. here. Go ahead. Your owning the game doesn't give you any rights to anything any day. Nowadays, Absolutely. owning anything. No. 
Agreed. Gives you no yeah. right to any. Like you've the all industries that you've signed away your rights to everything. At yes. this point, the oh, we learned that we learned <laughs> that lesson three years ago. Yeah, yes. it's a license, not a right. Yeah, essentially, right. everything yeah. you buy nowadays is a license and not a right. Which means that the people in charge of the license can do whatever they want. Yeah. And will be in the right whether or not people agree with it. Right. But this, is, this isn't a question of litigation. This is a question of, like, industry ethics, right? Is that, yeah, they might be able to do whatever the fuck they want, but sometimes that kind of sucks. It sucks specifically for the people who wanted to take advantage of the situation in a way that makes sense for yeah. their industry, mm. but is not on a level playing field with the rest of the world. And they, honestly, I can tell you right now... Square Enix doesn't give, doesn't care about that. They're not considering no. who gets to stream it on what day. They're literally like, it comes out this day. That is when it's allowed. That's the end. That's the end of the logic. Mm-hmm. Thing. It's like yeah. the official right. date. Like, yes, we understand. There's a national crisis. There's people have to get it early. Like, if they don't ship it out early, people won't get it at all. Stores have to stock it out. There's all sorts of situations, but they're like, yeah, but it still is April 10th release date. Worldwide is this release date. It wasn't. Again, that's that's kind of the problem, is no, that Square Enix released it early. They allowed their their shipping retailers to ship it early ship because if they early. didn't, they wouldn't be getting it by the tenth. Is essentially the reason. They could have just okay. let them ship it, and then nobody would have had it on the tenth. Right. Okay. But so okay. So please. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I I was just gonna say I I feel like. The ball has been dropped here by someone at Square Enix because mm-hmm. if you are going to allow that to happen and not update your terms of service to reflect the tenth as like you know this this line in the sand for content creation for mm-hmm. sharing any of it, then like someone I feel like someone's dropped the ball there. I feel like yeah, content creators need to take responsibility for their for their content. You try to take advantage of something it doesn't work. Like mm-hmm. you just gotta take your L and sit down and shut up. But I feel like that doesn't exclude Screenix from maybe like having a little bit of uh a little bit of oversight here. I think the oversight was definitely not including in the terms of service. Because if you're gonna authorize your re- your your shippers to ship it, your stores to sell it mm-hmm. Then that needs to be there. I agree, but Some it's even, also completely understandable that they would be like, "Oh fuck," and then do it later. Just oh yeah, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Like it's I not, mean, it's I, not like shitty or underhanded or like disgusting that they've done that. It's just yeah. like a, it just sucks. <laughs> it's just a bad situation. I, I, th- I don't think they were ready for this situation to hit Final Fantasy VII. I think that's the big thing. They should have been. I don't think I don't think they were even remotely prepared. I don't. I mean, most of the world wasn't ready for what's been happening. But in this particular right. case, I mean, we've even mm. seen their their CEO's report of them having to move to, uh, you know, remote working. Like they need to be able to work from home so they can have a proper right. a proper you know workflow. Okay. We've seen Final Fantasy fourteen, a game we talked about a lot. They put out an official announcement saying that because of the change conditions, yes. we should expect All right. patch cycles to be there. I think that it's okay. like everything compounded in such a short time. And the I, we, we talked a little bit about culture day. I don't think the culture was really prepared for a work from home culture or any of this. Yes. I think they were so juggling so many things that they weren't even thinking about who's going to get the stream you know, until it became a problem. I, I think. Okay, I from, think. Go ahead, fine, please. From there, like you speak of the content creator perspective, there are two, I think two sides of that. Yes, it's also there's the regular the content- consumer perspective, and that's what I'm going to get to. Yeah, there's. 
the content creator who wants, like you said, wants to get ahead, wants to get like eyeballs because that's important in, in our industry. We need to like, the sooner we get this out, the sooner we get content out, the more people will watch. Right. And then there's, you know, being fair to the consumers as a content creator, being fair to consumers who, you know, have to fucking wait on this and like, like deliveries. We don't know. We don't know the timing of deliveries everywhere else. Even so, we have a hard set date. Hell, fucking Amazon doesn't even know when they're going to fucking deliver some things nowadays. So, like, there's being fair to, you know, the other consumers who, you know, we don't know. I mean, like, there's a hard set release date. And, you know, me being me, I would follow that hard set release date or any embargoes given to me. <clears throat> Keep I'm in mind, probably, okay, to be clear though, an embargo is something you sign. Nobody signed it as well. That's something definitely different. Like, if you have yeah. an arrangement between you and the developer that says, hey, you can do so and so on this date. Okay. You give me that date. I'm following that number. That is the earliest I'm going to fucking do it. It's fine. There's yeah. No, no one's that. broken embargoes or NDAs here. We just yeah, have to be clear about that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Hmm. And then there's like, oh, well, I have it. Why not? There's a little bit of right and wrong. Like, there's, I kind of feel like there is a gray area, but at the same time, there's common sense. Well, there absolutely is, because like he said, the, there wasn't officially something in the terms of service. Yeah. Mm. Which is why yeah. they just got a 24-hour DMCA and not something like... Right. Yeah, not something more harsh. Yeah, because yeah. They, right. they hadn't... By pressing yes, they hadn't actually agreed to not do that, like the, the, the terms of service. I, I, think, I think... Twitch also made a bit of a faux pas here as well because mm. um, the updated conditions said a DMCA upon, like, request, right? And there were no requests. People were just having the plug pulled on them by Twitch, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. No, I, I, I bet you there were requests. No, they were, well, apparently in, in the, the instance that we're talking about with um, excessive profanity, like, he was adamant that there was there was no... Uh, DM, there was no email, oh, no, there was no DM. request. No, yeah. no a company just, literally just has to tell Twitch, done. Yeah. That's all that needs to yeah. happen. Yeah, on that's Twitch. all it is. Yeah. That's how it's always And, and he, he, he kind of got the shits because like the wording was, you will be requested to, you know, take the content down. Requested. And there was no, none of that. None of that. No, no, no. Um, and obviously, you know, that's just like legalese and all that. Um, right. I, I think I think Mike kind of put his uh, finger on it. Um, we were talking earlier in the show that uh, March twentieth, the release of Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing's New Hope in Japan, no I'm schools been shut New down. Hope, it's not Star Wars. New, I'm going to keep calling it New Hope. I don't, I don't give a shit. It's fine. I see I see NH and I read New Hope. Right, that's just where I'm at. Okay, that's that's just me living my truth. Okay, that's your new horizon. <laughs> That's my new horizon is Animal Crossing New Hope. Um, yeah, so there have been no school shutdowns, no, like, mandatory shutdowns of any non-essential businesses or anything like that. And it's only really been in, like, the last week that Shinzo Abe and um, the, the governor of Tokyo, I can't remember uh, their name, have been, like, putting out statements, you know, asking people to stay at home, suggesting people work from home. It seems like Japan as a culture was not taking this shit seriously until like literally the last couple of days. So like, you know, balls being dropped on like DMCA requests and like a little bit of, uh, 
you know, a little bit of like fumbling that has got to be expected in pretty much every industry at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's just, yeah, I guess it's just where we're at. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a tough topic. I, I am, I am a firm street date, whatever is officially still labeled a street date. If they had said, our new street date is April 1st, which ever I would have taken as a joke. To be the honest. new street? Who's street? That's such <laughs> like a street. Yeah, yeah if, okay. If there's still a worldwide release that has a that's schedule. If I Google it right so now. So that's not it's worldwide. Again, that's, okay, that's okay. the thing. All right. That's so yeah. like America-centric okay. to be like, well, <laughs> and it's Japan. not released until it's released here. No, like, no, 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 no. It was no. released in Australia. I, I think, I think <laughs> realistically, street date's probably Japan. Nowadays. Okay. okay, there's we, we can say I'll give you an example. We're in the same industry. We're, we're in the same industry. We can say this. There's mm-hmm. a bit of proactiveness we can take. We we can do a little bit of research. Mm-hmm. We can reach out to someone at Square mm-hmm. Enix mm-hmm. and say, like, we're in this industry. We know. Like, hey, I just want to let you know. I have my game. Mm-hmm. Uh am I good or am I not good? That's it. All right. Well, you know how many requests they would probably get like that? Yeah. Oh my like, god! No, they would not they have the I mean, manpower to do. Well, it can't. might, it might, it might prompt like a social media post at best, but yeah, that, yeah. That, and that's all it would take, and problem would be solved. Yeah, right, but that didn't happen. Good. That didn't happen. There must no. look. There must have been out of out of the thousands of content creators, um, like doing stuff on Final Fantasy VII in Australia. There must have been someone <laughs> that emailed Square Enix and was like, "Hey, we good." And then they um, went, no, and then they were like. But, but there wasn't, there wasn't any response for like yeah. several <laughs> hours. It just, yeah. it kind of sucks. It just sucks. Yeah, it sucks, <laughs> but I've been in this industry long enough to know when yeah. you should be erring on the side of caution. Right. There's, there, there's a degree to which you need to err on the side of caution. If you know lots of parts of the world don't have it and the only reason you have it is because of a natural disaster that's occurring worldwide, mm-hmm. you know, there has to be some consideration that goes into that from both a consumer who may want to talk about it with people and someone who's creating content for it. But I 100% mm-hmm. agree with the point that it wasn't in the terms of service and that is a mistake. That And I think that that will never happen again. Because they're usually with the stuff like music and stuff like they're usually really really good with it i like adding and adding like license awareness and stuff like that and letting you know it's like but this was this is way more than that right. to be honest so there were other yeah. options they could have taken too they could have just released they could have just said digitally will be available like tomorrow like we're just going to mm-hmm. do it um, mm-hmm. but then there might have been physical sellers that still weren't going to be able to make it even for the original like this this was always going to be a disaster. <laughs> this is always going to be a disaster. Oh man. Yeah, um, I'm I'm surprised it didn't cause like way more a mess than it did. Like I I I feel like I've kind of been like ragging on Square Enix's response here a little bit and I don't want to give the wrong impression there like they got on top of it within several hours yeah. and like put put a lid on it and that's like amid everything that's going on here. Um, and that was like, that was really impressive. Like it sucked for like a handful of Australian content creators that like, you know, tried their luck and, uh, you know, got slapped on the wrist. I'm like, 
big big fucking deal, you know? So so yeah. good job for keeping the cat in the bag and not ending up with literally everyone in the world getting spoiled. <laughs> because this is this is uncharted territory territory for pretty much everyone, right? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. At least in this generation it is. We, I, there, there's not been a, a major global pandemic in the digital age like this. We've had like close calls with, with some things, but we haven't had something that's shut down large portions of your country and, and, you know, shipping retailers that can't meet demands. It's like we have a whole ass infrastructure, whole ass yeah. infrastructures. Yes. That, that straight up are not designed to function or do not have the manpower, do not have the capacity to function mm-hmm. on this well, level. It's um, it, it's good that we're like getting these kind of systems in place and working out like a modus operandi for people in the industry for this kind of shit now. Because um, you know, in two years we've got the SMT thirty year anniversary, and like that's just going to shut down the whole world as well. Apparently, isn't it? Sly? <laughs> it is. I believe. You believe. <laughs> When's the alternate timeline, Sly? <laughs> When does that, when, when, when do we branch off into the, into the persona timeline of real life? Fuck, it's already happened. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I think we are on the separate timeline. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, we're in the bad timeline. January 1st, 2020 was the, current events, we are on the mainline timeline, so like, we okay. probably, there probably is going to be nuclear war and shit soon, sorry. <laughs> well, January 1st, right. we'll consider the branching point of the timeline. This is where we're the mainstream and the branching point went off somewhere. That's yeah. it. We took, we, we took the top, we took the time stone from the Sorcerer Supreme. Some, some idiot in, in Australia, like, started a barbecue during a fire ban out in the bush and, like, the timeline just shattered. <laughs> yeah, from that point on, it, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say, this 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 would most accurately describe 2020 right now and that insightful panic and unbalance. Were you hitting bongos? What the fuck were you? No, talking? this is bongos. Yes. What was this? This this is imbalance. Who has bongos around their neck like this? I mean, it looked like you well, were going to go ham on some fucking bongos. I don't know. Those, the, those are the balance bongos. No, these are the danger right. bongos. Very, the danger bongos go all the way up here. Those are the danger bongos. <laughs> these yeah, are the, they go all the way up. The danger yeah. bongos. They're very big. They're like shoulder They're, pads, oh. really. Yeah. You just put yeah. a bongo on each shoulder and you just do this. But you got to be able to hear them from like a, a long way away. Yeah, they have a yeah, megaphone. You've got to be able to hear them yeah. from a room away so you get back to the keyboard. Yeah. There you go. Proper danger bongos. SE.6. There you go. Oh man. All right. Well, because we, we don't want to indulge any of the information or even the opinions or any little thing you might have heard at this. Not yet. I will, I will pose you with a different question before we wrap up. Please, please, please. We defi- we said earlier that RE2 was the Mm. definition of a proper remake. It defined what a remake should realistically be. Mm -hmm. We have another one. To look forward to next week after not an oh. only so so well received one this last week. Yeah, we're redefining it for sure. What is the expectation? What would make this a winning experience for you? Hypothetically, hypothetically, what what about what would Seven Remake need to do for you? With all you know about it already, without having played mm. it. 
what would define a winning situation for you? Um, I think the the only way for the seven remake to kind of like meet and exceed our expectations with the hype and the lead up is if it completely like redefines the genre. If it's a if it's just a complete game changer. Like like at, at this point it is not enough for it to be just a good remake. Or or like a glow up or anything like that. It needs to completely change everything. That's that is what we're gonna be looking for. And uh who knows? Who knows? We'll probably be talking about it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. In all honesty, we probably will have to do a TVG about just literally that. A full-on spoiler cast. <laughs> Few weeks, Sly. I know I'll be doing 24 hours the day it comes out. So I'll, uh, I did it for Kingdom Hearts 3. I might as well do it for 7 Remake, right? right. I, might I, as well. I accidentally did it for Kingdom Hearts 3. It was an accident. Because I was like 18 hours in, I was like, I think I can finish this soon. And it took another six hours. <laughs> so it was an accident, but I think I'll do this one on purpose. Sly, what would what would what would make make or break it for you? It's tough for me to say because, like, I don't have the same. I don't. I feel like I don't have the same level of hype. As, you don't have attachment you know, as much attachment to seven. As much attachment yeah. to seven as I do other FFs. So I don't have the same level as hype uh as other people. So there's a lot of room for, I guess, improvement. I mean, graphically oh, yeah. it already looks it already looks amazing. Uh from what I played in the demo. Like I'm impressed. <sighs> I really feel I really feel like with the remake, they can do no harm unless. Oh, they sure can. Bold claim. Bold, bold claim, Samuel. Unless. God, I don't know what the limitation to this would be. Fuck. Um, unless anything. <laughs> like, it really. Honestly, it, it seems to me like it would take a fucking mountain for them to fuck this up. Dude, honestly, you know what they say, people make mountains out of molehills, so. Dude, my social media when Tifa was wearing fucking sports bra under her shirt blew my right, fucking that nearly, mind. That nearly fucked it up. That nearly ruined the, the whole game. I was for a like, lot of I hate all of you. <laughs> my only response looking at my Twitter was, I literally hate all of you. <laughs> y'all still, y'all still getting mad at titties or lack thereof? Really? Hey man, Jill Valentine was censored. If they fucking censored a tip, oh man, what's wrong, man? Why, why, why isn't Yoko Taro directing the Final Fantasy VII remake? Fuck is wrong with y'all. I need fucking help. That's what y'all need. Getting mad over some fucking titties. What's wrong with you? And Sly loves breasts. Yeah, listen, listen, this isn't coming from a position of cynicism regarding the titties. I like how I went, I, I, I went for, for the accurate term. And he you already said back. it. Look, yeah. he already said it, all right? Yeah, but I'm pulling it back. Not pulling the titties back. Never mind. Anyway. No, don't do that. That sounds, great. That sounds painful. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, for me, I'm actually seven's not on like my top three for Final Fantasy games. It's not. I agree. I'm, I'm six, ten, and Zodiac <laughs> Age actually the recent IZJS remaster pushed it to top three. I actually yes. really didn't yes. like the original Final Fantasy twelve. It was in, in near the bottom for me along with Final Fantasies two and three. That being said, I recently played through a modded version of the original seven called New Threat, <laughs> which while is <laughs> abominates some of the the base concepts of the game in regards to storytelling and certain scenes that were changed. I'm sure some of you who have experience with the game could guess one in particular. Um it was it gave me a whole new like appreciation and outlook for what a game that improved on the original could be. Because New Threat in every way I could never go back to playing vanilla seven after playing New Threat. It was just that much of an improvement in experience and content. Um, that took me around 40 hours to do everything from beginning of the game to the end. And my average playthrough of regular Final Fantasy VII is 30 to 35 hours, including all super bosses from beginning to end. So that's my average experience. I'm going to be holding that experience as my, my bar for both hours played and content total. I'm going okay. to be holding those bars very, very close to me, regardless of what it is. I don't care if it's, you know, just one portion of the original. I'm going to be holding it to a full game bar. But I my think excitement that's reasonable. My excitement since playing the demo and playing New Threat has risen. It hasn't made me like seven more than those other games, but it's making me giddy, which... I'm glad, because before I was like, oh, they're finally doing it, I can't believe it, now I'm like, they're fucking doing it! You know? And so... I agree with that. <laughs> at, at, first I, at first I was like, why 7? Come on. Like, out of all the remakes you can do, why 7? But now I'm, I'm like, right alongside you. I was like, no, I get it. I'm, I'm on board. I'm here for the ride. Let's do it. And so for me, what will define it, can you convince me that you couldn't have done more in this game. Can you convince me that the scale of the game, just this first chapter of the first disc of the original game, can really be its own game? I'll be holding it to it from an hour standpoint, from a content standpoint, and I hope it, I hope it succeeds. I hope it succeeds. I don't want it to fail. I really don't. I want to come out of this like, I need part two right now, and not because it was too short, but because it was too good. That's how I want to feel by the end of it. If it doesn't do that, it could still be good, but won't have met expectations. Do we think, I, I remember they were originally saying they were planning on releasing one episode every year. I've Do we think that that... <laughs> Are you yeah, you hadn't heard that? I, I remember heard hearing that back in like 2016. They were like, we would like to release an episode every year. I don't remember. You know, that might have been Is back when anyone? it was being worked on by, by, the, so originally the company that makes the dot hat games was helping them co-develop. I think they're called yes. level, level five. No, level five is, isn't that Yokai Watch level five? Yeah, yeah that's Yokai Watch. I know, I know who you're talking about though. Um, yeah. Whoever made Yeah, that might have, that might have been Cyber back Connect. in that window. CyberConnect. There you go. Yes, there you yes. go. They were, you know what? And they pulled it from CyberConnect because I guess the product wasn't what they wanted. And we thought mm -hmm. that was going to extend it way longer, like the development process. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what lessons they did learn from them and what about it that was being developed that they they didn't think was up to par that they had to pull pull it from that idea. Mm. Um, and I forgot where I was going with that because I couldn't remember the company and now that like fucked with my brain. I, oh, right, and, and maybe it could have actually released in a year cycle when it was still mm. under CyberConnect because of the okay. way they were doing it. Because dot, the dot yes. hack games were all really short. Like it's four yes. games that all come together as one game, which is probably why they went with mm-hmm. the idea. Yes. Um, um yeah, okay. I, I get that. Because, all right, on, on one hand, I'm like, all right, if these are, if these parts are like three or four years apart, that is going to kind of dampen the, uh, the trajectory of this hype train that we're all on, like, yeah. substantially. But 12 months apart just seems like so utterly unrealistic two, at two this years point that I cannot imagine. Expect. Because now they have the engine mm-hmm. done, they have character models done. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously designing the whole area is, is, is the biggest thing, like actually like developing the area and, and, and making sure that everything is voice acted and, and mm-hmm. like there's, there's the portions that they need to work on now are all above like the root, I suppose. Mm-hmm. They've got yes. the roots and now they just need to, they, they, they've got, they've got the soil and now they need to plant all the trees essentially. Mm-hmm. So. I hope that means two two to three year cycles between games. Three years, I expect, is the most, but two years is my minimum. I th- I think three is the most reasonable. But they just gotta prove to me that that's that dude. I'm I'm gonna stay alive as long as it takes to finish this thing. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I was playing Ring Fit and Ring Fit Ring Fit has a rhythm game now, which I actually haven't tried out yet. Wait, have you been playing Ring Fit to improve your stamina for a Final Fantasy VII binge? Yeah, dude. Is that what no, you're no, about? No, 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 no. I actually said I started playing it so I could survive them releasing all the parts. You are... <laughs> you, you are such a fucking loser, dude. I love you. <laughs> I shall become immortal. <laughs> you are such a loser. Oh, my God. bullshit right there. <laughs> right? Thank you. That's some far eastern bullshit right there. And if you hear yeah. if you're hearing that from this guy, then you know, like, you know, you know there's yeah. something to it. Yeah. Alright, dude. Alright, like you you do you, man. It's your life. Dude, this thing is great. If you haven't actually tried this, so, segue, this thing is actually fantastic. I love this. Maybe we'll have a fitness games show at some point. No the fuck we won't. Have you seen two of us? Oh what, because then you have you have <laughs> You'll have to get off your ass to do some research for it, will you, Sly? No, the fuck we won't. <laughs> yeah, I actually have to do shit. Dude, I want, I want Sly yeah, in the bandana. I, I, I want Sly in the fucking, the fucking <laughs> head wrap with, or the, the headband with the sweats on. I want to see Oh, I want to do that now. I want to see yeah, we can get his beard like... so it just yes. doesn't get all moist and shit, you know. Yeah, yeah we can get all... Do shit. I don't want to do shit. What the fuck oh, come on. No, we can all like, in, like, you do a rhythm, if you do a and... show on fitness games, I'll go to Hooters with you. Wait, what? What happened? We lost you there for a second, buddy. <laughs> yeah. If you do a show about fitness games, and we actually work out during the show, I will go to Hooters with you. <laughs> go where? Hooters! Oh, let's... Oh. All right, now I, now See, he's listening. I've, something I've refused to do. Well, see, and and Sly, you'll be shredded for it. <laughs> yeah, you can eat more wings. Yeah, 
going to tempt me with exercise to go to fucking get fat. I mean, really. Like, <laughs> because I feel like that's the best that's motivator. That's some you, you, you do the push-ups to eat the cake. <laughs> <laughs> you that's literally put cake in front of your face, and every time hey, you do the push-up, you go... Shit so we can go get more fat. Like, yeah, like, you ever seen... Dude the, dude, the fat chocobo flies with cake. It gets him to do it. So my cake is a fucking wing? Wait, wait. No, your cake is the pleasure of me going you're, to Hooters getting, as much as I'm getting this backwards. You're you. putting exercise in front of him so that he'll eat wings. You're not putting wings in front of him so that he'll exercise. It's uh, your semantics. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, all right. Semantics, okay? Uh, the point is, I'm giving him a carrot and a stick. Regardless of if the stick is attached to the carrot or the carrot is attached to the stick. Fair? Okay. So when all this is over, if we do that show, Sly, I will, I will, and I will let you record the whole thing because no one will otherwise believe I actually went to a Hooters. (laughs) Think about how much more beer you can drink with those burned calories. And there's a rhythm game. We could just play the rhythm game. You like rhythm games? You play the fucking Persona dancing games. You can play a Ring Fit one. You know how I did that? <laughs> well, <laughs> this is how I did it. <laughs> I think this is post right now. No, it's not. That's just we're, we're teasing the next show. <laughs> oh, we're teasing the next show. Okay. All right. With that, I think we can finally wrap things up for our first ever talking about games. I hope everyone enjoyed this. We would like to filter these in when State of the Realm doesn't have anything going on. If it did, does okay, maybe I would consider doing shows off those weeks. But right now, instead of just canceling shows with everyone stuck in quarantine, this seems to be the better idea. I hope. <laughs> Yeah, Except for him calling people uh, simps and sly talking I about titties. Cannot prove I ever said that. What the fuck's wrong with titties? I ain't calling people shit. It's like titties. Goddamn. Goddamn. It's okay, Sly. This isn't the first time and it won't be the last. That's why we love you. Okay, before we wrap things up, quick reminder of our sponsors for the show, Steel Series. They sponsor Steel in the Realm, thus they sponsor this. At the beginning of the show, we mentioned 12% discount code. If you're buying anything and everything that's going on right now, save some money. Otherwise, you can also enter a giveaway that we do monthly. We call the winner at the top of the show. So be sure to enter that in the YouTube description if you want your chance to win. We also mentioned our patrons, whose names have been scrolling at the top right the entire show. Uh, they have been supporting, again, through these times. If... You can't be on that list. I'm not even removing people's names from that list right now because taking care of yourself is utmost priority, and I still want you to enjoy the show, even if you can't be on that list. Don't feel any guilt. Don't apologize. Don't do any of that. But if you are on that show, or if you are on that list, or you add your name to that list, it will be up there. We also have our patrons of darkness, Kujacross on Genova and Kuranai, who... Didn't you say you... No. Because I... I, No, I, I misremembered something. Hold on. I, yeah, here we go. All right. I was misremembering something that I had a conversation with one of you, but I didn't have that conversation with either of you. <laughs> Sly. 
Sly's looking at me. This is Kuja Cross from Genova, and then of course we have Kurnai as well, who's right here. There you go. You got the Sly picture. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you to our patrons of darkness, all of our patrons, all of you tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Now, with that, and give me a second to navigate my OBS because everything's now in a different spot because I had to separate it from the State of the Realm one. So thank you, Ethis, for joining us, Sly and I, for this show. As far as I'm considered, it was still Sly Sly and me, and then you were the guest. But since it's the first one... I'll, I, you know what? I'll root you. Your name, say. Your, your name's in there. All right. You brought statistics. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You're okay. rooted. You're not the guest anymore. All right. Oh shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, now, now that all that responsibility is placed on you forever and always, um, and that pressure of always performing to an adequate level, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you at? Oh no. How will I keep up with the professional standards of these guys? How am I going to do that? Um, <laughs> Uh, thank, thanks very much for, for watching, everyone. I really, really appreciate it. I hope you had fun. Um, I am Ethis. You can find me, Ethis Asher, on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, um, pretty much everywhere. If you Google me, you can probably find some of my writing for various outlets as well, um, like Fandom, Gamerscape. There's some stuff floating around. Uh, so check it out. Thank you all very much for watching. Um, thank you for uh, supporting us with your eyeballs um, in these uh, these difficult times. Uh, we're doing our best to create content for you guys and keep you guys company. But it, it you know it works both ways, and like we really really appreciate uh, that you guys are hanging out with us and keeping our spirits up as well. It's uh, yeah, it's it, mean, it means a lot. So thank you so much. Um, Sly, what about you? Where can people find you? Hi. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash sly, aka Gray Fox, Twitter at Sly to Fox, uh, YouTube.com slash Velvet Room, Facebook.com slash aka Gray Fox, all that jazz. Uh, you know, just doing a lot of P5R right now. Um, probably gonna go into a merciless playthrough after my first playthrough next week. Oof, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Um, after this, I will be doing Station WSLY, which is my uh, weekly city pop radio show. Um, so yeah, doing it from Allure this week or no? No, not from Allure. Okay, like they're only uh, Allure is only open uh, once uh, once Saturday a month. Okay. Every, uh Fridays, pretty much all the other time. But yeah, yeah, this will just be me. This will just be Station WSLY from here, my room. Hi. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all. I'm, Pretty much up to uh, happy. What about you? What are you doing? Where can they find you? You can find me, Mr. Happy One Two Seven Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Actually, two hours from now, I'm going to be joining my friend Morag, who you may remember I did Count Up Cast with, leading up to Final Fantasy Fifteen. Uh, doing a, a podcast that he does, where we go over some recent game trailers, and I got to close my eyes if Seven Remakes One is on there. <laughs> I'll be like, sorry, can't do it. <laughs> maybe that'll be my maybe that'll be my first watch because I haven't watched the most recent trailer. I saw the thumbnail and I was like, "Nah, dude, I'm not clicking that. That's that's not happening." <laughs> I already seen too much in the thumbnail as far as I'm concerned. Um, next week's gonna be big. Next week on the MMO side, Final Fantasy 14 has its relic update. Final Fantasy 7 remake comes out on April 10th, and uh, then Trials of Mana is later this month on April 24th. So we'll play that as well. And I'll sprinkle in some Animal Crossing and Persona 5 Royal in between 
Oh, Sly really got happy. I said P5R, and he just started hearing, You never see it coming. That's all he heard. Nah, the new one. It's the new, it's the new battle. Oh, okay, okay. You got the new one in your head. Okay, okay. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. We're going to go into a short post show. If you guys don't mind, I'd actually like both of you to stick around very briefly. After yeah, I uh, after after I shut off the camera real quick, just to go over a couple okay. of things, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so we'll do a short outro, and then uh, we will see you next week with State of the Realm question <laughs> mark maybe maybe <laughs> on Wednesday <laughs> slide uh, Wednesday slide <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> Wednesday no, but, Wednesday but, slide my drone too. Who? Wednesday? We're huh? talking about the Relic Quest on Wednesday? Uh-huh. What? I'm going to need you to come in on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. We may not do a show on anything next week. <laughs> well, we'll see. In, we'll in, talk. in case you haven't picked up on that, there may not be we'll a talk. show at all next week. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll talk about it. Anyway, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll do a short post-show, and then I'll talk to you, too. So we'll do, like, a minute or two post-show, and then uh, I'll hang things up. So thanks, everyone. Right. We'll see thanks, you. Thanks, everyone. Take care. see you. Take care. Cheerio. Bye.